To the No Name RC podcast, get ready for some serious bench racing. But be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this grabbing Hard not to be arrogant when you're always right. Yeah. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Leslie the Great, with co-hosts and guests as they get together <laughs> to chat our scene. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Yes, 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 indeed. Nitro's the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 243 of the No Name RC podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Keena White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great, and this is Lefty's uh, Off the Record live show number two. Uh, we did one of these about two weeks ago, and we was on her for about three and a half hours just talking uh, it was really fun. I enjoyed it. I think everybody enjoyed it. They called it Salty Lefty. But I felt that we was just like hanging out in the pits at um, a track with like 75 to 100 of my friends talking crap. So we are back tonight. Uh, I hope all of my American friends had a safe and uh, good 4th of July. Uh, nobody had any fireworks incidents. But, you know, I had a little fire here myself. But we're going to talk about that uh, as we go on. But uh, thank you guys for joining us. Please share this. If you're on YouTube, please share it as well. Um, share this to all your groups. We want to get a bunch of people in here. We got a few people here in the chat. I see Tiny's here. Notch Johnson, congratulations on the, on, this, on the race this weekend. Notch, what's up? Andy Goddard and Jake Lasko. Yeah, E-Buggy almost burned on the shop. That is that not, had everything under control. Everything under control. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Please share this. Uh, we are not having a podcast this week. This is actually going to be the podcast. So I'm here for as long as you guys want to hang out and have fun. Last time we went three and a half hours, but we are, we do have some things going on today. Lance McDonald is about to join me shortly and we're going to do a, the giveaway for the waffle, which I thank everybody for, for participating in that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what all that's going towards and what we have planned coming up good evening everybody hope you guys are well hope you guys that are driving home from work or just chilling hope you guys have recovered most of my i know most of the people in here will be american hope you guys are recovered from a good fourth of july i think you guys should have a four-day weekend like shouldn't even nobody shouldn't even went work on monday that's how i look at it but uh before we get on we do have to say thank yous and shout outs and give some uh pay some bills but first off i'd like to say thank you to all of the nnrc squad around the world obviously without this we could not do this i couldn't do this so thank you guys for the continued support we're now coming up on our fourth year is it four fifth 
Nah, I'm lost. I started this in 2018. Fifth year. Uh, fifth official year will be up here in October. Uh, my sixth year of working with JQ is pretty much was last month. So that was pretty cool. Uh, thank you guys for all the support around the world. I look forward to seeing all my friends and RC family at Wicked Weekend next. Ah, later on, it is July, later on this month. Actually, Wicked Weekend is my birthday month. Uh, birthday is actually on the 29th of July. So I'll be celebrating it at Wicked Weekend. Uh, also, thank you to the NNRC patrons. You guys will get early release this week because you guys hopefully are on her. But thank you guys for all the support as well as the YouTube members. If you wish to support the podcast a little bit more, you can. Links for that are in the written description. Also, we can't do this without sponsors and companies that believe in us. We greatly thank them for their support. Uh, they are, and you can find links for all of these in the written description of this podcast. Some are uh, affiliate links. Some have coupons that you can save money. And some don't. But if you do decide to buy something from it, just let them know that you heard about it on the No Name RC podcast. They are Invisible Speed, High Tech RC, Sampadal USA, Side One of Fuel, Mayako, Hot Race Tires, Beach RC, Techno RC, Clinic RC, Ignite Design RC. Ooh, I think I'm going to be picking up my Ignite Design RC at Wicked Weekend. I can't wait. Uh, race, uh, sorry, Stacked RC, Racecraft USA, uh, Call RC, shout out to Danny Paz at WRCE, also to Lance and his and his Florida RC championships and all my Florida RC family. House of RC, RCGP, and shout out to our drivers, David Ranafuck, Jack Tebow, Robert Battier, and Alex and the Hagberg. All right, so, and you know what? I have to say something before we even get started, because it's his birthday today, and he's been a big supporter of mine. Happy birthday to you, Jeremy Kramer. How can I, you know what? I need to get this share into Instagram somehow. I got to find out how I can get my, if they allow this to, um, if they allow this program to be used on Instagram. But happy birthday to you, good buddy. What's up, Eric? What's up, James Kincaid? What's up, GJ? Rick Hayes, how you doing? Billy Card, Cam Goff, EKJ24000, left tire salute, man. Hope you're all well. Uh, Luke Watson, Notch Johnson. Hey, you guys, please share this. We have 59 people in here. We can easily get this up to 100. And <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you are, Tiny. I bet you are. All right. So we're going to bring Lance McDonald in here. We're going to do the draw for the waffle. Uh, first off, I want to I wanna thank you guys all for um, all the support with this. It, it, it really kind of just blows me away, the support that people give me. Uh, for to do this and be able to come to the Wicked Weekend. It's a race I've always wanted to go to. And um, we actually had a meeting the other day with uh, Dave and Jacob, myself, Danny, and Lance. And we got some really cool things planned for, for all of you guys. So we're looking forward to that. And I'm, of course, I'm always looking forward to seeing my RC family. And it's going to be my birthday weekend. So maybe we're going to have to celebrate that somehow. Not too much. Not too much because I got to work. But uh, with that said, let's bring in the man that made all of this happen. Uh, he's kind of relaxed. He had a good 4th of July. Uh, let me bring in Mr. Lance McDonald. Lancelot. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, it's not raining in Florida. No, not yet. <laughs> Give it a little bit. It will be. I promise. Okay. Well, thank you, Lance, for joining us. Thank you for all the help getting this set up, the waffle and whatnot. Um, thank you for giving me the opportunity. And, um, yeah, let's tell people a little bit about what, what, what we're go what's going on. Where this, what these funds help us do, and um, we, I mean, obviously, we greatly appreciate everybody that pitched in and made it. May a lucky person win this today. Yeah, so it's it's kind of something that we, as a group, all kind of started 
trying to figure out a way to uh, to try to get you over here more to provide a, a better viewing experience for different events, not just race time events or just for for any type of event. It's got some some good media coverage, but it just needed the needed one extra thing. It needed a color commentary guy that is very good with all levels and aspects of, of drivers that knows your sportsman drivers well, your intermediate drivers and your pro drivers, which you fit that to uh, to a T. So um, it's it's something that is that is building and developing and it's kind of morphing and we're putting it all together on the fly. Um, so th- this waffle that we started, was it an ambitious one? Absolutely, with 300 uh, spots. But it was needed to try to to put everything together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some equipment that we had to buy. You know, obviously, we got to fly you out here. Um, there's some travel expenses and hotel expenses. You know, not only once you get to the States, you got to get you to the race itself and different stuff like that, you know, and and then at the same time, you got to put some money in your pocket. You can't do this for free. You have to, you have to pay some bills. You know, you have bills you got to pay and and that are not related to RC. So at the same time, it it just, it's a good kickstart for it. Um, We're probably going to be doing this a little more often, probably going to move it to either a monthly or bi-monthly. It won't be the big ambitious one like we had unless it's a very, very long or expensive travel event. Um, you and I were talking about this earlier as well. You know, it's not just the events that I'm involved in uh-huh. or Danny's involved in. It can really be any kind of event that has you know, quality media coverage that is willing to integrate for a color commentary. You know, there's some other things that have to have to go along with it as well. But somebody's got an event that that they would really like to take it to the next level. You know, reach out to Keenan, talk to him about it. Let's see if we can put something together. You know, some packages and stuff like that to help promote your event. Um, you know, and and make the viewing experience better while, while people are watching. Not everybody can attend in in person. Yeah, you know, I know everybody wants to go, but not everybody can go. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we, like I said, we was talking to Jacob and D, uh, Dave, mm-hmm. and of course Danny. We have another <laughs> meeting tomorrow, actually, with them. Uh, so we have a lot. We're going to be grabbing a lot of content prior to that. So we're going to be also slipping in a lot of interviews, pit walks. Mm-hmm. Um, Stuff like that. We're going full. We're going like full bore on this. We're going all out. Yeah. We're gonna do a great production. Of course, I'll be there chatting. We'll have people coming in as well. It's look. It's not that we we enjoy having you as well. Uh, you doing the RD work, mm-hmm. but I think as we've talked, it's a little better when you have the color commentary match with the video and whatnot. And mm-hmm. we actually want to, you know, we we want to give everybody, uh, everybody that feeling. Right? There might be people that are attending, they may have families at home that want to watch mm-hmm. them. They can say, hey, can we follow this person? We'll talk about them. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just kind of want to have, um, <laughs> we just kind of want to have everybody in there, make everybody feel good. I've wanted to go to this race for quite some time, uh, Wicked Weekend, so I'm happy to go there. We stopped the, we stopped at the venue on the way down. It's, it's a very nice venue. It's, um, I think this is one of the more relaxed races that I keep hearing from people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. It's open. 
So, so that's also always good. It's going to be hot. Yep. Um, but I mean, that's, that's just, everybody's got to deal with that. So we're, we're yeah. happy to do, we're, we're, we're just looking forward to having fun, looking forward to bringing a, a great production for people and also making sure that, uh, everybody there has fun as well. Yeah. I get asked all the time, you know, which, which one should I go to? Of course, everybody's like, oh, I want to go to PB. I want to go to PB. You know, and PB is an amazing experience, but I tell people all the time, you know, you, the one that you need to go to is Wicked Weekend. That's where you need to start and because it is out in the open. Um, the atmosphere there is is very different, and uh, it's personally, it's my favorite, and for years and years, always, um, always has been. Um, it just... It, like you was talking about the open air feel is, is just awesome. You don't have to deal with any smoke or anything like that. So it, it's, I just really, really like that open air arena. Yeah. And also the plan is to be at AMS as well in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually working. I'm talking to a lot of the European guys. They, they all said they wanted to come. So mm-hmm. I'm really trying to push them because I think the Southeast would really like to have them as well. And mm-hmm. I think that uh, the people in the Southeast would treat them guys so well. That they they would want to come back, <clears throat> so they they all talk, they were when I was over in Portugal they were all talking about uh, AMS because I guess because of the date just aligns with them and I guess it's like winter time mm-hmm. there so uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping we could get a few of them over there and then a lot of them also were talking about PMB so that would be great because the Southeast needs to see some of these these fast European guys over there it'd be great to see them also compete against the top American guys on these type of indoor tracks. Uh, that we see that uh, Bobby and the guys build for um, race time entertainment. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. about this. Like I said, I'm happy. I'm always like I'm. I'm been home for like a month, and I'm Jones and already to get back to the track. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have a, a month and a half. I'm just two months to chill out, and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get back. Uh, I need to smell yeah. some nitro. I need. I need to be around my family, my people, and just enjoy it and have fun because I I do enjoy this. So. Uh, once again, thank you for organizing all of this. Uh, as we go forward, yeah. we're going to re- refine it and see what we can do, make it better and whatnot like that as well. Yeah. So also greatly appreciate everybody that participated. We had, we had so many people, uh, yeah. we had some people buy like $300 worth of this too. So I greatly appreciate those people as well that, um, yeah. that came out and done that as well. Yeah. The, uh, we got we do have some refining we got to do on the uh on the waffle so as it as it progressed this time it, it did not it didn't bombard like it did on the first one uh-huh. but this one right here i knew was going to be much slower but the biggest issue that i personally had with it as i was trying to manage it we have five different avenues that people can pay uh-huh. and trying to keep track of of those five different ways that people can send money. Then on top of it, some people would comment on the actual post on the Florida RC championships post that, uh, what spots they wanted. They wouldn't tell me Mm. in the, in the, uh, email or the, the notes or something like that, whenever they would make their payment and I would catch it, you know, a little bit later where they had commented, I was like, Oh man, 
Then I had some people that I just straight up missed, completely, totally missed. Like I either wouldn't get an email notification from PayPal or I got busy at work, you know, with helping a customer. And I just totally 100% missed them. And I apologize for that. Um, as a matter of fact, I spent the rest of the day to day um, going back and double checking and, and verifying, you know, payments and people's names. And I think I left, left off four people, I think is what it was, or three people or something like that. But we got them all added in just to make sure they get their their fair chances at uh either a techno car kit or tlr car kit all right right that's right you can so the winner can choose between one of the tlr it's the tlr nitro mm -hmm. and e-buggy e kit i believe yep and then of course we have the techno rc uh e-buggy kit so thank you to those mm -hmm. two companies as well i think we should just get along with it i think everybody is, wants to see this so as you can see we got yeah. 305 names i think in her as well, or 305 spots. So we're going to go ahead. This is a random spin the wheel off the internet. There's no no nothing. I'm going to now press uh, click to spin and may the best person win. Good luck, everybody. Oh, I cannot see. I'm going to have to wait. Martin Rodriguez. Martin Rodriguez. Well, congratulations, you know Martin is? Rodriguez. I do not. Okay. Uh, Martin Rodriguez, if you are watching online or, uh, you know, wh where, where you're at, I will look back through emails and uh, texts and different things like that to try to get in contact with you. Need to know which car kit you want. So if you would, please, on the Florida RC Championship page, please reach out to me. So I can get that to you, um, and we'll finish everything up there on which one you want. But congratulations, Martin. Congratulations, Martin, and congratulations to everybody that participated. Thank you. Uh, it all goes to a good cause. I'll see you all. I'm going to have some stickers come up and see me and get some decals yeah. from me at the event. Uh, I'm going to actually go get this made her shortly. Uh, like I said, I will be at some more events this year. Actually, it's probably going to be a very busy next six months of the year for yep. all of us because I think we're going to be – at all these events that we're going to. So thank you, Lance. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Daniel. So what, was, what is it uh, uh, we have? We have Wicked uh, Weekend. We have AMS. Mm -hmm. We have Florida Carpet Champs. We have Florida RC Champs. We have Georgia Peach State Classic. Mm -hmm. And so tentatively, tentatively uh, 12 scale worlds. Okay. So, you know, some of these events. Um, the, oh, Mass is a dirt for me. Mass is a dirt for me as yep. well. So we, we have we have some events that you're going to that, that the promoters and all have already organized everything. And then we have some events where it's really it's really coming down to the viewers to mm -hmm. uh, to to get you there and stuff like that. So we are uh, we're, we're full steam ahead on this. We're going to have some things that we're going to be putting together with Danny and WRCE Media. So, yeah, just just stay tuned on the NNRC channel and. And uh, let's make this thing happen. Make it rock. Yeah, and and quick plug, because uh, we have Brent's race coming up, Beach RC, RC Proyam, which is right after this mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. I saw you uh, post up about that as well today. So uh, don't forget about that team team race as well for you guys. Uh, if you're interested, it's going to be under our roof. But we will see you at Wicked Weekend from mm -hmm. at the end of July, and it is going to be uh, a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. And, um Yeah. It's always good. I wonder, do we know what pros are coming yet? Or have we, have we seen, most of them do come usually, right? 
Yeah, most most of them typically come to Wicked Weekend. Almost all of your heavy hitters are are typically there. Um, so I, I would be surprised, you know, if if they don't come. But they're most all all of them are always there. And where are the Florida RC Championship races that are coming up? Where are they going to be? Yep. So we have two rounds left. We have one in October at Epic RC Complex, which is on the west coast of Florida. And then the finals right now has 100% not been determined. I have spoken to Callahan RC Raceway um, because the race was scheduled to be in the north. It is on Thanksgiving weekend, but it was scheduled to be in northern Florida at Southside. But Southside is under heavy construction right now with a retention pond, and we do not have the parking lot to support a Florida RC Championships event. So we're going to have to look at a different location. Uh, but right now, Callahan is at, and it's on Thanksgiving weekend right now. Okay, cool. So I actually might be able to get to spend Thanksgiving in America mm -hmm. for the first time ever. Yep. Yep. That's cool. Yep. I really wanted to be there for yesterday, but next year. Have I'll you ever there. had fried turkey? That's all I, I have. An American guy yeah. from the okay. South made it in Bermuda, and okay. it was really good. Yeah. And, go. um, <laughs> I look forward to it. All right, Lance. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you for everything. I I will see you on the 25th of this month when we fly into uh, Fort Lauderdale, and Danny and I drive up to see you. And uh, we look for. I look forward to uh, working with you again and I look forward to seeing everybody and thank you everybody out there that participated. Thank you. Thank Danny. Thank Dave. Thank Jacob. Everybody that's making this happen. And um, we're going to, we're going to rock this shit and we're going to, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. Thank All you. Right, Ken. Thank Looking forward to it. Thank you. All right. Thank you, buddy. Mm -hmm. Have Bye a good bye. one. Bye. All right, everybody. So thank you everybody for that. We greatly appreciate it. Um, I appreciate it. And yeah, congrats, congratulations, Martin Rodriguez. If anybody knows who Martin is, let him know that he just won. And yeah, good stuff. All right. So, <laughs> so I know everybody's going to be teasing me about this, right? I get it. Just increase my lipo fire safety procedures in my home and trailer. Thanks to your important reminder. Exactly. So that's how we're going to be starting this off today. But before I do that, we're going to pay some bills and I will be right back because it's time to change over hats and get ready to start talking RC. So as you guys know, we have lots of sponsors that support this podcast. We greatly appreciate them. Techno RC is one of them. And maybe Martin will take home a Techno RC uh, e-buggy. Techno RC. Techno RC is a championship winning manufacturer of high performance 8 scale, 10 scale, nitro, and electric RC buggies and trucks. With a worldwide dealer network, USA and Europe based headquarters, comprehensive warranty program, and global race support, Techno RC is excellence in RC. View the full lineup of Techno RC race proven vehicles by visiting www.technorc.com.
right, everybody. So I had to go switch hats, right? Because, you know, last week, last time we did this, things got a little bit, you know, I wouldn't say they got rowdy, but it got it got fun, right? You know, we talked a lot of stuff. So I decided to wear my cowboy hat that I bought at uh, RCGP in South Carolina, Myrtle Beach. I really liked it. I saw that uh, Ron Fox mechanic, uh, Oscar, he went and bought a brown one. So I went and bought the 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 white version or beige version. But I don't know. This little part right here keeps, uh, it doesn't want to go down. So I don't know. We're rocking the cowboy hat because the sheriff is in town today. All right. Uh, before we go on, everybody, thank you all for joining us. Please share this if you haven't. We have people from Facebook and as well on YouTube. If you're in the YouTube chat, Please do not forget to hit that like button. Uh, if you want, you can send us some super chats too. We're actually going to have a super chat topic this today. So whoever really wants to get a topic going, hit that super chat button and you will see how things go. What's up, Leandro Dominguez? He is in Portugal. How are you? I, I probably laid over there in Portugal as well. So let's see. Remember, the drivers in America aren't as good. That's what Lefty said, but we know he's trying to make a robbery. I never said they aren't as good. I said they were scared to go to Europe and race. Never said they weren't as good. You guys always keep picking stuff out of my words. Indiana White. What's up, Charlie Mac? How you doing? Uh, good to see you. I will, actually, one of my topics today was going to be is not we now need to change the name from Truggy to Bruggy. But I didn't want to get you all riled up after the 4th of July. So, uh, Tim Barth says, I am looking for an e-truggy rental ride for Wicked Weekend. If anybody has uh, any e-truggies for Tim Barth to borrow. Thomas Kitchens. Yes, I will have to steam it and get it straightened out. I will. I will. I'll do that. I'm going to, I want to get this. So I was looking at the, if you guys are listening to this on the audio, I want the peak of the cowboy hat to come down like this. In fact, right now it has like a, I don't know, like a divot in there, but that's actually how I bought it. So uh, I bought this. I rocked this the entire time at RCGP in Myrtle Beach, and I really enjoyed it. So uh, I just wanted to start off again, once again, thanking all of you guys for joining us. Please share this. Uh, and also, I hope all of most of you guys are from America. I hope you had a safe and joyful 4th of July. It's a holiday that I've always wanted to spend in the USA. And... Uh, one day I'll get there. I always remember one. some of my fondest memories was when I was living in Bermuda. We had a, a Navy base like where I used to live uh, on the island. I used to live called St. David's. So on the other side, there was a Navy base. And every 4th of July, they used to put on this spectacular fireworks show. And in fact, back in the day, we used to always sneak over there and go hang out with all the American kids. It really felt like I was in America when I went over there. And it was just a fence between us. So we used to jump over the fence and go over there and hang out. And it was, it was a good time. This is back in the 90s. So things were a little bit lax. Uh, they closed in 1995. Uh, anyway, what's up, Mike Hess? How you doing? Lipo man. So, yeah, let's let's get going. I hope you guys, like I said, I hope you guys had a really good 4th of July. I hope you guys didn't go work on Monday. So you actually had Friday, actually had Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. And uh, I know you guys are probably recovering today as it's Wednesday. If some of you guys are smart, you know, took the whole week off and just celebrated the whole week. But hopefully next year I will be in America, somewhere in America for 4th of July. Chauncey Mack, the godfather of RC, Keenan Keith White. What's up, Chauncey? Look forward to seeing you at Wicked Weekend and having some of that uh, that awesome Jack Daniels that you that you bought the other day. 
Dennis Coley. What's up, Dennis? I, this is this is Dennis from um Alaska. Hi, Dennis and Stacy. Like the sheriff look. That's right. What you know, it's not just JQ is the sheriff. Uh I am the sheriff today. And Kevin Clark, aka Hobo, who's now driving a SRX. What's up, dude? How are you? Hit that like button if you are uh in Facebook, share it. Please share this. And if you are on, on YouTube, hit that like button. And if you haven't subscribed to our channel, please do that. We're almost at four thousand subs, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for this podcast where we geek out on RC for four and a half hours, I think that's pretty good. Joe Jenkins says, I will be uh, this is Dennis. Oh, Dennis Johnson is from Alaska. That's right. I got Dennis Conley and Dennis mixed up. Donald's from Donald Talbot is from Alaska. I know that. And we got Danny Paz in the house. WRCE. He was taking some pictures of some golden retriever poodle mix dogs the other day that apparently it's a thing. I don't know. I don't know. I call them golden poodles or uh, golden Rudels. I don't know what we will call them, but what up, Danny? Looking forward to seeing you. See you uh, on the 25th at six o'clock in the morning after I land in America. Also, by the way, my son is actually coming with me to Wicked Weekend. So this is the first time that he's left uh, the Dominican Republic. He's coming with me to help us out at uh, the race. And then we're actually going to spend a few days in Florida after that. So we're going to have some fun, do some Florida things. He's. I wanted to see what I do. I don't know if he'll race, if somebody wants to give him a car to race, but he's never really raced, so I don't know if he will want to. And, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. He's going to help Danny out with us as well. He's going to help Danny out. Danny's going to get him, teach him some stuff. Uh, my son's he's he likes all that type of stuff, so uh, I think he'll be all right. <clears throat> Leandro says, I'm fine. Hope well. Leandro Dominguez, I'm fine. Hope well as well this weekend. I seen lots of the NNR stickers all over the facility at Barcelona's Buggy Arena. I didn't put those stickers there. I gave them away, but I didn't uh, I didn't put them there. So, all right, let's get into the first topic of the night. So, while everybody was shooting off fireworks yesterday, I had my own fireworks show here in the office. And yes, I had a lipo fire here while I was I was over there you can't see it, but it's over in the corner there. It's my workbench. I was working on my Techno RC MT410, which is almost together. And I was charging up a battery while I was doing that. And I should probably should have known something was going to happen with this battery because one of the cells was really low. But I said, let me balance charge it really low and like really low amps and try to, uh, you know, just bring that cell up. And it was it was starting to work and it was there. And I, you know, I. I had the, I was using, I was not using my high tech charger. I was using a Venom charger, an older Venom charger that actually had a lipo containment locker on it. So I uh, trapped, I put everything down in there and I was like, if this thing goes, then, it, you know, I've, I, I usually do charge up all my batteries in a lipo sack or, or something like that. But this actually has a compartment, right? So I'm there wrenching, doody, 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 or trying to do something that resembles wrenching. And all I heard was, pff, pff, I was like, uh-oh. And then I looked over because it was right over to my right. And I was like, oh, it's going. And I just saw smoke billowing out of the crevices of the um, the locker, right? So I ran over there. I ran, but I just went over there. And I was like, oh, what do I do? So I just unplugged it from the power supply, grabbed it. Now, by this time, like, this happens so fast. Like, if you think that you have so much time to do this, you do not. Dude, it went, pff, and it was just white, that white 
crappy uh we call them uh it's actually we when I was a firefighter we had a I am actually a firefighter I was actually a firefighter so uh, man made man made something I can't remember but anyway this is the, the most deadly type of smoke you could ever inhale right ask me how I know I've been around with uh no I didn't spike it with and I, I didn't I didn't uh have an aroma I had an imbalance mode so um this is like my third lipo fire that I'm in involved in. Now, this is the first one where I've actually caused it, where it's been, where it's actually, I'm lying. My first one was at Southern Nationals with JQ, and he blew up my starter box uh, battery, charging it wrong somehow, and it just blew. And, of course, I had to put out that fire. So, uh, yes, I heard that the, the Venom charges aren't that good. Okay, but guess what? That one doesn't work anymore, and it's very old. But it had that locker on it. I'm looking at Charlie Max. Uh he says, I'll send you an article related to the Venom charges. Yes. So anyway, I grabbed it, and then I'm trying to get out of the... So my office, my studio here, right? The, it's got curtains, like these curtains in front of it. So I'm trying to get out. So you can imagine, I've got it in this hand, and I'm using this hand, which doesn't work properly, to open the door like this. And I'm like, uh-oh, it's not opening properly. And then it's just smoke, like, oh my gosh. It just... The, the amount of smoke that it created in such in seconds... Like I couldn't even see in front of my hand. So I finally got the um, door open and then I put it outside on the tile and I just felt like luckily it was around this time, I would say, or earlier this time last night. And all of it uh, just went, dude, it just the smoke. I mean, it it literally blew smoke for about 10 minutes after that. So you saw the video after app that I posted on uh, YouTube, I'm sorry, on Facebook and on on Instagram, it was so smoky. Now it still has a smell of smoke in her. Now, uh, I had the I left the AC on all night. I'm actually gonna be. I got a guy coming in tomorrow to clean my AC. Uh, my my office doesn't smell too bad. So I came in today. I mopped up the floor. There's not really no bad, no no real marks or anything anywhere. But all I can say is, please guys, if you're going to charge up your lipos. Or even if you're just storing them, because I always keep my lipos in like fire protective uh, bags and stuff, even when I'm not using them. Uh, it was a 4S battery, by the way, JV. It was a 4S battery, uh, 6700 mAh, 4S battery, 4S battery. Um, hey, all I know is if that, if it was not in that lipo container, I would have all my action figures would be one big, lump of plastic now it was i could imagine like the amount of smoke that came out of that thing and how hot like when i luckily also the charger had a handle on it so i grabbed that that didn't get hot and i was able to throw it out like just put it outside gently because i was like maybe i could use this charger again i'm not never using that charger again uh but it really uh i did inhale a lot of that smoke and i i kind of felt it last night like in my chest i felt it today Actually, so I've probably lost a couple of months of life, unfortunately, from that. But please, guys, uh, this is the third lipo fire I've witnessed that's been in my personal space. First was at Southern Nats. Then Smoker uh, almost caught my butt on fire at one DNC. I'm sitting there. I'll never forget. And I'm like, it's cold at DNC. And Smoker's charging up a 4S battery. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, someone must have turned the heater on or put, put the heater my way because you know it's cold and then i felt like this heat on my butt 
and it was just flames spewing out, right? So then I I put out that fire. I put it out there. Then it was funny. Like, people were coming. Like, so we have people that live up top her. And some people rent out these. Uh, some people just rent them out for a few days. So some people were coming. And they're like, oh, what's that smell? And I'm just like, ooh, doo, 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 doo. And then I finally got all the smoke out. And then when I got home, my son's like, what is that smell? Like, it was all on my clothes. It was all in my, yeah, my wife even smelt it. So um, if you guys are charging batteries, use a lipo. Use a lipo sack, man. Uh, please do. Because if you don't, you, like that could have been so, like the amount. I couldn't imagine the amount of fire that produced. And if you saw the lipo today, when I opened it up and showed, I put a, posted a video of that. It was, it was, uh, I mean, it was like, wow. Like th- those things are like, like lipo fire I saw at PMB. Man, that, that car started smoking and it's been boof, up in flames. So always charging in a metal case, keep them in a, or a lipo bag, fire retardant bag, or keep them uh, in a, um, you know, even that, even my storage, like I have them stored in that stuff. I'm actually going to buy another uh, lipo bag to store them inside. I like the inner lipo bag and store it inside another lipo bag because I just don't, I, it's just, you know, in the UK, when I was over there, you, if you are caught, Charging a lipo in your car or not in a lipo bag at a race, no matter if it's a club race, you are DQ'd and you might even get a ban. That's how serious it is. All right, guys. Um, so thank you for tuning. Let's see, I got somebody messaging me here. I don't know who this is. That's oh, Patrick. He's already there. That's right. Thank God G.I. Joe and gargoyles are safe. I have one gargoyle, one gargoyle, but that would have been all my G.I. Joe's. On my black series, I would have been very upset with that. Okay, so every if you guys remember the last off the record things got a, a little bit. We was having a great time here, and we have some topics that we're gonna talk about. So I think all of us are. Uh, I think should we should we do the good topic first, and then go into the second topic, which I know everybody wants to talk about, or should we just go? We should talk about the good thing first, right? So. We did talk about this on the podcast uh, uh, last week, I think, with Max. Uh, if you haven't checked out that that podcast, oh yeah, and that's that's also a very good thing too, Charlie Mac. Stop leaving batteries charging at the track overnight. Actually, you shouldn't even be, you should be leaving batteries in lipo bags because if not, it's it's that's how CRCRC. CRC up in Rome, they almost lost the entire building because it was actually in, um, they had a lipo outside, like a lipo just sitting on a table and it burst into fire, burst into flames like that. They had it on security, on a, like a security cam. So what's up, Corey Williams? How you doing? Oh, I forgot to say, don't forget that we have the um, Big Apple Challenge coming out. Coming up at Barnstormers, and actually it should be next week, right? I think it's next week. I think it's the second weekend of July. So that's happening here soon. And yeah, all you guys have fun up there. And then we have the ENATs that are coming up after that as well, up there in Rome, New York. Uh, all right. So I am going to play a commercial for BTRC, and then I'll be right back. And then we can start talking about the Team Losi Pro Moto X. I want to get what you guys think about it. Uh, I heard some people had them at tracks this week. Uh, I've heard good news. I've heard meh, medium news. 
We shall see. But thank you to BTRC for all the support. If you guys wish to support us, we have an affiliate link in the written description of this podcast. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. Thank you to BeachRC for the continued support. Thank you to... uh, Brent and Lucas and everybody there. Uh, great hobby shop, brick and mortar hobby shop, doing things uh, the old-fashioned way. They have a great track. They have um, they have a great track, and they have the, of course, they have the RC Pro Round coming up here shortly as well in August, as well as Masters of Dirt, which I'll be attending. And yes, yeah, sorry. So the Big Apple Challenge is the 14th to 16th. So that's very coming up very soon, very soon. All right, so Losi dropped the Pro Moto MX one quarter scale dirt bike. Now, you guys know that I was geeking out on this last week. Was it week before last? I think I was just geeking out on this. Uh, I love this bike, I think it's awesome. Uh, I want one. I know I starting to see people getting their pre that people that pre-ordered. I'm just like you lucky ducks. I want one so bad. Uh so bad, so bad. I really do. Uh, but I just I I'll have to wait till about I have to do a couple of races and make some money before I can order one of them. I want one of them and an LMT. Um, so it's funny because I just notch promoter X is also my notch Johnson of TNS series. I ordered one, a green one, shows up tomorrow at my local hobby shops. Saw three at Okay, so that's what I wanted. I will talk about that because I did hear that they, you had some at Thunder Alley this past weekend. Now, if you guys listen to the podcast with me and Max, I'm, I'm excited because I think this is really cool. This is probably the best bike we've seen come out. So kudos to Horizon. Kudos to Losi for bringing out such a cool bike. I'm actually going to bring up some footage from RC Driver Online because he, ha- he has some really good videos up on this on this bike. And um, I think it's really cool. So let's see. Also, guys, just a quick heads up. If uh, if the screen goes blank or if the internet drops, don't go anywhere. I'll be here. Uh, I'll be here. I'm not going anywhere. But sometimes the internet drops and I don't have another guest here. So don't go. I'll be back. So Chumley RCs, I got one. So these are the bikes right here. They look cool. They have a gyro. They have a flywheel. They have like chain driven. Uh, he also did a video where he drove these without the uh, wheels on there. So I, I saw some guys, we've seen some bikes that have like sidebars that work. I know the on-road guys that race the on-road bikes have sidebars. Now, I know everybody is excited for this to be a class. And I think we might see some some bikes on the off-road tracks and whatnot. But I, I really think that where this bike is going to shine is on an on-road supermoto type uh track like on road with some jumps um you know there's slick tires that proline bought out for them and whatnot so i'm i'm very helpful for that i think we'll see them at off-road tracks i know that georgia's peach state classic is actually going to have sorry the georgia peach state classic is actually going to have a um 
a class of these, an exhibition class. What I'd really like to see is some of the pro guys run some of these. But with that being said, I've seen video of them running on the track. We saw uh, Frank Root, who is part of this. He posted a video of them on the track as well. Uh, but I did have some buddies who were at um, the Top Notch series this past weekend. And uh, Notch just hinted on that when he said that they need 15-foot lanes. So, I mean, these are just, these these people probably just got them. They, they um, you know, I, I understand that they don't turn like a buggy or anything like that. But I think the tracks kind of have to be catered to these somehow, some way. Maybe they have to have sweeping turns. Those tight 180s are going to be hard to get around. Who knows? But uh, I think that we will see some classes come up for these. But that's not where that's not where I think the big excitement is with this. I honestly don't. So here's my thoughts on this. I want one. I want to go play with it like this, what uh, Greg Vogel's doing here. I would love to take it to a track. I'd love to jump it off some stuff. But I really want to just go down the road pulling wheelies and doing stunts with this, right? Uh, we've seen it's pretty durable. I know he did break this, but it, it was easy to fix. Uh, I got to get me one of these, right? They have option parts for them already. Uh, okay, so Taylor DeRosa, DeLosa says, I just watched a video of one running on an on-road track posted by Big Dog RC. And it looks like it's really going to work well on red as well. Well, they race uh, like super bikes, nitro and electric, mostly over in Europe on road. And they, they really excel on the on road tracks, right? So I think with some jumps, I think it's going to be a hit because, you know, it's smooth. It's not too much to, to get it. But I think we'll see them on off road tracks as well. So here's what I think about this I think that these. Bikes are gonna. I think the Horizon's gonna sell sell a couple million of these. I think they're gonna sell millions of these. They're gonna make a lot of money off them. And all I want out of those millions is ten thousand people to show up at RC tracks. That's it. Just ten thousand people. Uh, I think that people are gonna buy these. They're gonna be like, "Hey, I want to go to an RC track." They exist because remember what I said the last time on the last lefties off the racket that people don't know what we do. They don't know that we exist, that we race, right? So people are going to take these to tracks. They're going to obviously take them to like BMX tracks like this. But I think we have to accommodate these. We have to make a class for them, right? If we can, if the tracks can, because it's going to get new people that don't know what we do to tracks. It's going to branch over into full-scale motocross, all that type of stuff. And hope the hope is that those people that come to the tracks will then say, okay, I like this, but I want that 10-scale buggy because that's where it's at. Or I want that e-buggy or, you know me, I'm going to say I hope they got a nitro, even though I prefer that you got an e-buggy from the start um, because it's just easier. But I think that's what's going to be the big thing about these bikes is that they will get people to tracks and then I'm hoping that those people will then buy RC cars and then race. Uh, I was listening to uh, Max actually agreed with me for once. Uh, I was listening to uh, Radio Impalm podcast with Gotti and Jason Rona. Jason Rona actually says said the same thing about this. He's like, I just I think they're gonna get people to tracks because it's cool, right? We have all these different RC cars out there, but now we actually have a bike. That oh, I got ads coming on. So now we actually have a bike that 
works, right? A bike that can jump, that can take the different, um, the different, the different, uh, it can pull wheelies like easily. It has a, it has gimbals and gyros and all that stuff to make it easier to drive. You have a bike that can perform, that can jump, stuff like that. So I think we're really going to see these come the tracks. We're going to have people getting into them and then they're going to say, well, I want to do some, I, I, I want to do some real racing because let's be honest, these bikes aren't going to handle like a buggy or, or a 10 scale buggy or eight scale buggy. So don't be like, I want that. And if we, if they sell a million of these and we could get 10,000 of them people coming to RC tracks and out of this 10,000 people, 1,000 to 2,000 stay, then thank you horizon for doing this. I know a lot of people don't like horizon right now. And a lot of people don't like Traxxas, but Traxxas and horizon have done a lot for RC racing. Traxxas had the E, they had the T max, the Derivo, and then of course they had the slash. And Horizon now Horizon also has Armors, the Armor Truggy, the Typhoon buggy that's out that I think is um a valid beginner e-buggy. We saw that I saw a couple of them at the uh North Georgia shootout here recently. I saw I saw my buddy Trent Walker, he, he drove a Creighton and it was competitive. So I think. These are going to get people to RC tracks and then people are going to be like, well, I want to really race. I'm going to get this and I'm going to do that. That's what I think. Uh, let's see. Notch Johnson actually has a, a good fifth scale tracks could work. This is from Matt Notch Johnson. Matt also will have it in San Diego at the end of July at the, Ro- the Rodinson Raceway, which I saw. I think I, I, I've been watching those guys. Uh, it's a, a husband and wife. They're making a um, fifth scale track, right? Big fifth scale track. I'm making mine a super um, supermoto right off the bat, smaller diameter tires, and try to run it at my local street track. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Supermoto, supermoto all the way. Um, Taylor De, Rose, De Losa. I just watched video of run on an on-road track posted by Big Dog RC. It looks like it's going to work really well on-road as well. Hey, if you can uh, put that, if you can post that link in the uh, chat. I would greatly appreciate that. Also, I'm going to say this again. Don't forget, guys, to go over and hit that like button uh, and that notification button and that subscribe button. If you're really feeling generous, you can also give us a super chat. Uh, But also, that's on the YouTube, but you can also share this on Facebook as well. Let's get some. We got 84 people now. Let's get up to 100. People are getting home on the the West Coast. How many, Tim Barf wants to know, how many to make a class at Wicked? I don't know. Uh, let's talk to Dave. I think an exhibition class would be great. So let's see. Charlie Mack. The release is a gateway model just like SCT. What needs to happen is Horizon getting in with Monster Energy, Supercross, MX. Every rejoin has kids playing with toy MX models now. I see these licensed by MX cars. Well, yes, I I think that uh, I agree with you. We need to get them over to uh, that crowd because i believe that the mx crowd is a crowd that we need to cater to because i believe that rc off-road racing is that probably the. i think if you can race motocross really well you will pick up this really well so there you go bj taylor de rosa here's the link facebook watch let, let me see if i can uh copy paste that uh maybe i can't that's why I need a producer. So if anybody's interested in joining me and helping me out behind the scenes with this, these lives in the future, let me know. I'm looking for somebody that can help me in the background here, bring up comments, bring up videos and all this type of stuff. So let me know. Uh, we see some, we see time is money tuning in. He's talking about life batteries. 
I see you watching Bless. Is that time is money? Where's Bless? Bless sent me a message. What's up, Omar? Oh, Bless sent me a message about four months ago. I responded to him and he hasn't sent me a message back. So if you're out there, Jay Bless, shoot me a message. So I heard a lot of, I saw a lot of people complaining about the price of this, this MX bike, right? Uh, I think 600 bucks is okay. I mean, if 600 bucks comes with a charger and a battery, I believe. So you're probably going to spend more than that because you're going to get hop hops. I mean, even the jerseys can be changed. Like they're like, and also this is like an officially licensed bike. That's probably where a lot of the money gets spent, getting all this license, right? Getting a license to have this. If you didn't have a license, then it will look kind of cheesy. You have actual MX riders. I want a James Stewart version. Number seven. I think I'll take him on a Kawasaki though. Mm, or Yamaha. One of those two. So I think it's going to be cool. I, I'm interested to see how the hop-up market outside of Horizon is going to go because I know you kind of need the radio and the whole system to make this work. Are we going to see pirate uh, companies come out like that? I personally think they should leave them stock. I don't think they need to be any faster than what they are. I think they should be stock. You should be able to change tires, change suspension settings, maybe some gearing, stuff like that. But I don't think they need to be faster than what they are. And yeah, I think that you can set them up as your favorite. Just, like imagine having this. I, I'll tell you, my dream, dream one of these would be like the old, um, oh man, what was it called? Pro Circuit Kawasaki Graphics. Oh, I always love this. I always love this. Uh, that graphics or like set them up like a old Jeremy McGrath 1-800 collect Honda. Oh man. So I look forward to getting one. It's going to be a while before I get one, unless Horizon wants to send me one, but I think I'm on the naughty list with Horizon. So thanks a lot, JQ. Uh, they'll probably end up sending me a cease and desist after this. So who knows? Garrett Retkadal. What's up, dude? How you doing? Good. Thank you for joining in. Uh, Kevin Clark says, nearly, nearly super fast moto, super fast RC. Yeah, we'll see. Tim Barf, I've never had a bike that can go through grass. Every time you stop, you have to walk to get it. Yep, I think so. I think these are really, these are the best bikes we've seen come out. So uh, I saw somebody shouting out a uh, tracker. Oh. Cole Coil Boy, shout out to RC Excitement up there in uh, Connecticut, right? Up there in the Northeast. Uh, I hope the beef, The I was talking to my buddy David Schwartz. He was telling me about the um, beef race. I hope it went well. I know somebody won a replica Ryan Mayfield Techno Buggy. So good. that was out for a good cause out there at RC Excitement. I, I want to get up there one day. <laughs> Anthony says they'll send you a box of coal, probably. Yeah, no, well, cease and desist. One of them. Fitchburg. Oh no, sorry, that's Fitchburg. That's um, got you. Sorry. Jake Steichlever. Yes, what's up, man? I am doing. I hope you're well. I am going to be at Wicked Weekend. I'm going to be there calling the race. Uh, we just had the draw for that. Uh, congratulations, Martin Rodriguez. So, Lil, Mr. Lil Chili, a stock class only changes are cosmetic with control tires. I agree. I agree with you on that. He's talking about a stock class with the with the bikes. 
I agree. Once you start getting out there and modding and things, it's going to be, you know, we're going to, you know, you know that that's going to happen. You know, I know 100% that's going to happen. Just like show up course. So, all right. BJ says Massachusetts. Thank you, buddy. Matt Dixon coming in from Canada. How's everything? I saw you just got some new guys up there. I thought I'll rock my Mayako shirt this weekend. Uh, hope everything's well. You guys have got some good weather and racing up there. We got my boy, I, I, I cannot say his name, but I talk to him on Facebook all the time. I was just talking to him. I believe they just had a big outdoor race at uh, Adrenaline up there in Virginia. So what are you guys' thoughts on that? The price of the bike, the stock class, are we going to see aftermarket parts? Should we just leave it as is? Do you think that this will get new people into RC racing? Let me know in the comments, and then we'll move on to the next topic, which actually... Will probably now definitely not get me a bike, <laughs> but uh, we have some more horizon news. But I just wanted to know what you guys thought about that before I moved in because I think we're all on the same thought, pat thought pattern with that, and that is that this will bring in um, a lot of new people. Uh, let's see, I missed that. Okay, so BJ Williams, this is a quarter scale dirt bike, you could barely get a quarter scale engine for 600 bucks. And you have a fully RTR dirt bike with a battery. I, I have to agree with you. I think for 600 bucks, this is not bad. Uh, I know, like I said, the hop-ups might cost a little bit more, but you don't need this. You, you want them. And I mean, I'm going to want them as well. So I don't blame people for getting the hop-ups. So yeah, I like it. And I'm, I'm pretty much like Notch. I think I'm going to make mine, if I get one, a super motard and just go up and down the street here and race, pull wheelies. Like, I just want to be able to pull wheelies. Pull wheelies. I, I wish the handlebars turned so you could be like pulling wheelies, and be like, nah, 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 nah. but uh, you can't. I will say this I will say this that Kyosho, uh, they just really re released this as well. Uh, they used to have a smaller version of a superbike, but it was actually a replica of a, of a superbike. And um, the driver leaned. So, like, you had to put the driver had joints and stuff. So when you turn, he leaned that way and he put his knee out, he leaned back and turned that way. And that is always a bike I've always wanted to get. Uh, I actually saw one at Beachline when I was there uh, for Florida Copper Champs. Man, I was like, I must bought it too. That's how much I liked it. So we got a few people tuning in on the bike. Coil Boyle says, I was looking at the bike today while I was work. I worked today at RCX. I mean, oh, you work at RCX. I mean, awesome. All I got to say is it's a not a lot nicer in person. Isn't that where Greg Vogel was testing it out as well? So I saw a video from there as well. Thanks, man. I I, I I need to get one. Casey Kelly definitely need to reach the moto community more. I did one race and got hooked. Still race both, but nice to be able to race on Sunday and be able to walk on Monday. I I one hundred percent agree, Casey. I mean, most of the the motocross guys that I've talked to. I understand that maybe it's not the same adrenaline rush as being on the bike, but you still, the lines, the way the, the, the physics of moving the car applies to moto, right? Uh, I don't, I don't think you get that same adrenaline rush, but like you said, you can go to work on Monday. Uh, I, I think, I think we need to have a, I think Jared Tebow said this, right? He said we should do a we should do a RC race at like Lorena Lins, where it's like a week long race where there's hundreds of people, and then the RC people can be there as well, and then put on an exhibition there. That would be great. Like we could put on a regular RC race with lots of entries, 
and have all these different classes and be like entertaining people at nights. I would love to see that. Patrick Rossida says, don't add too many rules or regulations before the class is even established. Get the entry first and then add limitation specs. I, I think, yeah, just come in brand new, like leave them. I think it's going to be very hard to copy the, uh, the software that they have going for this. So it's going to be uh, a little bit difficult. Jake says, a lot easier than regular RC. Less marshal as long as you keep it in the track lane. Yes, I did see a lot of them marshalling themselves. Hunter King, what's going on, Lefty? Can't wait for Wicked. Yes, sir. We're going to be at Wicked Weekend. Can't wait. Trying to get uh, Jimmy Woodley to get up there. He says he might come or might not come. Incredible hat. What's up, Joey Bardon? How you doing, man? Are you coming to Wicked Weekend? Uh, I hope so. So, yes, that would be huge. I agree. Get it at Loretta's Lynn. And Redbud, what's up, Dennis Johnson? What's up, Chauncey Mack? All right, so I think we've talked about the promo acts. We all agree it's a good thing. We think it's going to get people racing. And yes, nice to meet you. What's up, Kyle Holmberg? Nice to meet you as well. Shout out to all the Minnesota racers. I was listening to Savage Joe on his podcast the other day. Always heard your name on Ran Out of Talent. So Joey says he will be there. Good. I look forward to seeing you at Wicked. Jake Stakowitz. What's up? Well, no, you just tuned in just in time. Thank you, Jake. Uh, sorry, Jeff. Sorry. I don't know why I keep calling him Jake. I call him Jake in person. It's Jeff. What's up, Stacks? Sorry about that. Uh, I just saw your announcement as well. So, being as I just praised Horizon, now we're going to talk about what happened last week at Horizon. So, I heard about this quite some time ago that this was going to happen. So, I just kept, I, but you know, I didn't want to, without actual proof, I can't say nothing. But it started off with uh, Kevin Abbott, who I've talked to. I'm going to get him on the podcast. I'm hope I was hoping to get him this week, but it might be next week. So Kevin Abbott announced his uh, resignment from Trinity, which then led to many other Team Trinity drivers like AJ. Well, AJ actually worked for him. Uh, Jeff himself, he also resigned from him or uh, quit as a team driver. And I knew what was coming because I knew that Horizon had bought them, right? So then shortly after that, we saw that Horizon had acquired Trinity. Now, this set the internet, the interwebs ablaze. Ablaze. Like, wow. I'm like, Horizon went from awesomeness, awesomeness to like, you know, like not a lot of people like Horizon right now in the in the um in the RC industry. I like a lot of things that they're doing with the racer payout program and what TLR done with um our sponsorship stuff. I like that. But a lot of people, you know, they've bought ProLine and they bought ProLine like Drake and all this, like Tasman, all those people got um got the boot. Uh we we know when they bought T well, they had TLR for a while, but I think Horizon is just started getting over when they uh fired Drake, right? Which was back in 2015, I believe, if I'm if I'm correct. So I think they just got over that stigma. Uh, Thomas Tran has been doing a great job with TLR. Of course, Dakota fans out there winning things like crazy, all that type of stuff. But let's be honest, Horizon is a corporate, uh, a corporate company. They run corporately and they look at numbers, right? They they actually run like a business. 
So they do what any other business does in uh, business sense. So acquiring Trinity, I was not surprised when it happened. I, I don't understand why they did it, but um, I have my thoughts on this. So I actually, I go back to uh, Radio Impalm podcast, which is my first ever podcast that I listened to. So Gotti and Rona were on there. They were on the two, episode 245. And uh, Gotti used to work for Trinity when it was in New Jersey. And he has a lot of fun. Like when Trinity was really Trinity, like 30 something people working for them. <clears throat> this is when like Ernie was alive. Obviously when Trinity was in the magazine, this is when magazines were still hip and tech talk and all that stuff. So they were having a, a great conversation about this. And obviously Gotti, he's a little gutted because he doesn't want uh, Horizon to have Trinity. But I, I kind of side with what, Rona was saying, and Rona kind of looked at it from a business standpoint, and he looked at it from maybe this happened. Now, I've heard kind of what happened to Kevin Abbott. I don't want to say that right now. I know this is off the record, but I would prefer that he says what, what happened to him, but I kind of heard what happened to him was shitty, right? It was shitty. Uh, I'll, I'll have him on the podcast, and he can he can say it, you know, but I heard what happened to him. Uh and I, I remember Rona was talking about this. He says, maybe this is the only way that Trinity's legacy will live on. The name Trinity will live on and whatnot. And I know a lot of people's like, well, what about Ernie's children? Why didn't, why didn't they take over? Well, they did take over, right? Or Ernie would be turning over in his grave if, if he heard this. And he probably would be, uh, God rest his soul and rest, rest in peace. That's one man I would have loved to have gotten on this podcast. He must have so many cool stories. I heard I heard people say all the same thing. Was super, he was ahead of his time. He was super aggressive and worked hard. He he didn't you know he didn't care. He like he did what he had to do, and a lot of people respect him for that. So he built Trinity. Then it went away, it kind of went away, and then they bought it back. And I know Kevin Abbott has been one of the big reasons that it's come back. Uh, that's uh, I know that there's other employees like the guy Dieter. I don't know too much about him, but he must have been like the motor guy. But you know. Kevin Abbott was the, the main guy I knew from Trinity in the last few years. So he uh he was like, look, I'm telling you, like a team manager at, at any type of race team is probably one of the most important people you can have. Uh there is right. So I'm just looking at some comments. I'll bring that out. It's a very good point, Cam. Very good point. So I will say this, having a, a great team manager, it makes a difference in RC racing. Uh, I remember JQ said something to me once. And I remember he said, oh, lefty at JQ racing, you're replaceable at the podcast or not. And I would love to say to one day, I'm, I'm trying to get JQ to actually interview me, but I have an answer to that because team managers are very hard to replace. There's a reason why team managers are long lived in RC racing. Kevin Abbott being one of them. Obviously, he leaves. He takes a lot of his guys with him. A lot of people are following him. And uh, it looks like he's opening up his own company, Exalt, uh, which I wish him all the best. We'll, I'm going to have him on her. We'll know more about that in the upcoming future. Uh, but, and then we had a lot of people, well, he probably had this plan. Of course, it, he's smart. You have this plan. You know, you probably knew that this, was, this sale was going to come at some point. So you have to have backup, right? Smart person to do. Smart person would do that. So Charlie Mack brings up a great point. For someone to buy it, someone had to sell it. So 
this is the only thing I can think of. Obviously, Ernie made Trinity what it was. Uh, the people that were involved in Trinity made it what it was. Ernie is not her with us no more. Kevin Abbott was left with it. And then that leaves uh, Ernie's family to be, his children to be the owners of this. Now, that doesn't mean that they are Ernie and that they are as passionate about this as he was. So I want to try to put it as an example that maybe some of you guys can understand. I have a family. And I have a wife. I have two children. Now, you would think that my family loves RC, but they don't. They could care less about RC. My son's kind of into it. My daughter, you know, when we had a tracker, he's kind of into it. But, you know, when he was younger, when we had a track and I was wrenching a lot, he was into it. My daughter, she likes driving the crawlers, but my wife does not like RC. Does not like it. And a lot of you were like, well, why? Like, you know, and a lot of people were like, well, why? It provides a living and all that stuff. To be fully dedicated and, and make it in anything in life, and especially in RC, it consumes every waking moment of your being. I shit you not. I go to sleep thinking about RC. I wake up thinking about RC. I drop shits thinking about RC. I'm eating thinking about RC. I'm fucking watching television and I'm on my phone thinking about RC. This stuff, you you to make it in this industry, to make it in anything that you really want, you have to be super passionate about it. But to make it in RC, it's harder because it's so small, right? So Ernie was that seemed to be that type of man. He was super passionate about this. He wanted to make it the best and he wanted to be the best. That doesn't mean that his family has that same wishes. In fact, that might be mean, in my opinion, they might look at it as something that this took their, like, like my kids might, my kids might look at RC and be like, I'll never get into RC because that took time away from us when I when we was younger because my father was so focused on RC that he wasn't around. You know, he wasn't, a, I'm, I'm around, but you know what I mean? Like my life is revolving around RC. I have to learn to put the phone on and go enjoy time with my kids. I'm doing that now more and more, right? I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking, that just because his family knew about RC and they grew up around it doesn't mean that they love it like him. And maybe they didn't want the hassle of doing this. Maybe they, they, they don't have the passion to do this. So when the opportunity to sell came, they sold. And it's just simple. I just believe it's just as simple as that. They got offered a price. They sold. So just because they're, they're, the family of Ernie does not mean that they are as passionate as him. Now, would you guys rather have seen Trinity close completely? Because I remember Rona said this, and I'm, I, I agree if I'm playing devil's advocate here. Would you rather see Trinity close completely, the name go off into nothing, or it still kind of continues with Horizon at some point? So now that brings me back to why does Horizon buy this? Because they don't need to buy this. It's not like Trinity is producing motors in America. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Horizon can go buy the same motors from wherever Trinity was sourcing them from. But what comes up really good here is what Cam Goff says. And I never really looked at it like this. He says, the only thing I could come up with is that they wanted an electronic program to add to their RPP. I can see that happening. I can see that happening. 
I um they don't need to buy Trinity. I know they want the name, but uh I guess that's what it is. Like have a stock, I guess, yeah. I guess this this comes to what we think is always gonna happen. Eventually, if you run TLR, you're gonna have to run the whole shebang, right? Spectrum radio, Trinity Motors, Prolana, aka tires, all that stuff. Because I, I have a feeling that's what Dakota Fan's going to have to do here shortly. I think he's going to have to run Prolana, a.k.a. tires at some point. So that's the only thing I could come up with with that. And I know a lot of people are out there angry at Trinity and whatnot, but I mean, angry at Horizon. But Horizon just bought it. Somebody had to sell it. And it's unfortunate for the people like Kevin Abbott that put his heart and soul into this and made Trinity what it is in its second life. But I believe that uh, Trinity, yeah, in a, this is a, this is awesome. This is what Patrick Rossiter says. In a perfect world, Kevin would have been completely in charge of Trinity. I agree. Had, had Kevin probably been completely in charge of Trinity, this probably would not have happened because I believe they were making profits. So good profit. And he was doing like, you know, like Trinity was running the stock world. So he's now going to do Exalt. I think he's going to be super successful with this. You have people like Jeff Stacks, who's moving over all these stock races that he had with him. You know, as you know, as I've learned, that stock racing is a big business in America. And I get it. People want to be mad at Horizon. But at the end of the day, Horizon to do anything. They didn't do anything wrong with buying Trinity. Now, they might have done something wrong in the treatment of Kevin Abbott. But that's the MO of, of Horizon, right? Look how they treated Drake. So once I get him on the podcast, once I hear from him what, uh, what, he, what he says, I will, I will know more about it. Let's look at some of the comments here. I, I, Matthew Lawrence says, Lefty, I hope the Trinity legacy lives on. Slot machine and white carbon just becoming a game changer. Yeah, I think so. What's up, Andy Kirk? How you doing, man? I will be coming out to All Out when I get to Florida. Corey Williams says, calling up Trinity, you could actually talk to him. He was the truth. He must be talking about Ernie. I really wish I got to meet that, that man. ST, they got the bag, I bet. Can't blame them, honestly, if they didn't care about it. Yeah, that's he's talking about the family. Dwayne Billings, what's up, Lefty? Can't wait to see it. AMS. Yeah, man. You and uh, my boy Brady. Finally going to get to meet Brady. Looking forward to it. Tin Barf says, RC got me my first divorce. I, I'm, there's probably been a few people that have been divorced to RC. He says, ex-wife says she would rather be addicted to drugs. She could at least get me help for it. <laughs> she was gone the next day. So this brings up a good question. Chauncey Mack wants to know the question, who's Horizon's next buy? That's a great question. Who do you think that Horizon will buy next? Because I think they can buy anybody. It's also something that we forgot to talk about in the bike thing is I can't wait for Traxxas to say, hold my bear, we're making a motocross bike. I just hope they make it the same size and it isn't bigger or smaller. So, Charlie Mack, I would think for A-Man to buy it and brand it under Protect. Yeah, that might make sense. That might make sense as well. 
talking about uh, Amy and Bayern Trinity. But or branded on a Trinity. I don't know. Tim Barth. I find it interesting that Kevin released his new company the same day. So he had to be working on it for a while. Yeah. I think he must have known. He must have saw the writing on the on the wall. And a smart person always has a backup plan. You don't quit a job unless you have another one, right? So. Cody Wildgust. What's up, man? People are forgetting at the end of the day that these are businesses. That is correct. You either grow or you fade. You can't stay a small family company forever and expect to last, especially in today's world. That is 100% true. 100% true. I think that people don't want to see others make money in RC. And you have to. Like businesses should not just strive. They should not just be surviving. They should be thriving. If businesses don't thrive in RC, especially in RC racing, they cease to exist. Now, some some businesses probably have to go like the way of the Dodo, not the thylacine because that's still alive. That's still around. But if you really want a business to be here, understand that making a profit and thriving is part of it. It's not just good enough to survive. I know all about survival. I would like to thrive at some point. I really would. Speaking of thriving, you can hit that super chat. <laughs> that was a hey, that was a great segue. Uh, if you guys are on YouTube, don't forget to hit that super chat. It helps us out. Patrick Russell, deep in my heart, I believe Ernie was going to make that happen, but he died before it could be finalized. I think what he's trying to say is that he was going to make Kevin in charge of everything. You know, he always, my buddy always tells me, stop putting off, stop saying later, do it now. That's never true words. You never know when it's your time to go. If you can do it today, do it today. For all the guys who want to back Kevin Abbott in his next venture, run the product as an unsponsored ambassador without deals so you can get the company off the ground and bills paid. That's a good good thing. But I think that team guys will help out. I think that uh, it's stock racing, right? That's going to make them a lot of money, you know, because that's the biggest thing. Sean Rusin, what's up, my buddy? Out there building boats all weekend. I saw you. Kyle Chasen, it's a, it's just a sad situation. Um, yeah, probably a sad situation for Kevin Abbott and people that followed him, but maybe not so sad for the family of of um of Ernie. You know, maybe they wanted to get away from this, and they did. So. Frankie Contreras, senior. What's up, man? Oh, this is Junior. How you doing? Congratulations on your win at Pro Nitro Buggy. Man, we need you, we need you to come over to some race time events, man. I've been telling your dad that please, let's get you out. Let's get you out of California. Let's get you racing over on the East Coast, man. Um, get you guys over there and come racing. That's Frankie Contreras Jr. Manny RC out of nowhere. Apple will buy Horizon. I would. Maybe then Apple will get into RC. That would be great. Cody Wildgast. Did AE ever get all the same hate Horizon does when they sold the Thunder again? No, they did not. They did not. I could see AE being sold. Cody says, their quality went downhill. Everything went to Metro Cruz and plus old man Houston passed away around the time. So he's talking about uh, the sale of Associated. 
Tyron Robinson, what's up, man? Lefty the Cowboy, the sheriff is in town. How you doing, Ty? Good to see you, man. Hope everything's well. Hope you had a great 4th of July. RC Vitals, Horizon should buy Raw, but they know there is no money in it. <laughs> what's up, RC Vitals? Hey, you guys, we're going to learn. Go get yourself some RC Vital girl. He's got some cool girl. I have a shot her. I've lost enough weight now. I think I can. I've lost some weight. I think I can fit in it. Uh, so yeah. Uh, he's also got racer till I die stuff. I need to get some of that. Uh, please. Um, uh, I'm going to get some of them RC vitals. Jay Chauncey Max. Did Jason Rona have a similar situation before ProLine before he started J contest? Um, no, I believe that Rona actually worked for ProLine. So he left ProLine and went to start his own business. Highlighted message alert. Thank you, Cody. We all guess he just became a new member. You guys just to support this podcast a little bit, you can become a YouTube member for $1.99 a month. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mark Moon. How are you, my friend? Happy belated birthday. We will have an exhibition class of the Pro Moto X at the Georgia Peach State Classic. Can you uh, please tell us the dates again? I, I have them in my, in my brain, but I forget dates all the time. All the time. So Donnie's dad, Donnie's dad, Williams, Donnie Williams, should RC companies spend more on sponsoring race prices like Visions Race and have fewer contact drivers in the intermediate level? Actually, so we're going to get back to that. That's a great topic. That is actually because I saw a very similar topic uh, by a, a racer her this week, Chris Braun, and, and I, it piqued my interest. So I was very interested about that. We thank you, Patrick Rossett. I appreciate that. We're gonna get Patrick on her. He has Patrick knows a lot of history, been around for a long time. I think it'd be think it'd be a great chat with him as well. Mark with September 15th to 17th, 2023 at the Raybon Arena in Tiger, Georgia. I will be there. I will be there. Lots of top names coming. Very good. And we're gonna have the exhibition uh Promoter X driver there. When Patrick Rossiter says, when Rona built the BJ4 and sold the blueprints to AE to make it a B44, that helped as well. Garrett Gatewood, what are your predictions for the worlds? Where will it be next year? And if what, and if in the US, what tracks can actually support it? So I'm pretty sure that the worlds are going to be in Brazil at Casa Raceway in Sao Paulo. Uh, if they were in the USA, tracks that can support it. Um, there's, quite, there's a few. Because you guys have to understand, when, you, when you're dealing with worlds, it's a lot of money you got to put into it. If you saw the amount of money that the Baldo brothers put into uh, to get like tents and containers and all that stuff for the worlds, it's, they put a lot of money into it. So it's not just about that, right? You have It's not just about a track. It has to be a complete facility. It has to be a place where you can, um, where you can have media. There has to be pits for people flying in. It's a lot of stuff, a lot of requirements to have it. So tracks that can support it. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I think All Out would be a good track down in Orlando, easy to get to. Flying to Miami or Orlando. 
Uh, I think LCRC up in Pennsylvania would be good. I don't know how the weather would be in September. I see HRCR is having, uh, has built a beautiful track. The Idas have built a beautiful facility up there. That could probably hold it. But once again, I think we'll have to have it a little early because they're in Idaho, I believe. And I don't know what the weather would be like there in September. Uh, Silver Dollar could probably hold it because they have a great facility over there at A-Main. Thornhill. I think Thornhill can hold it. Really good. So, uh, yeah. Uh, All right. So, no, I don't. uh, Midwest American. Is that where they had the, no. Are you talking about where they had the Visions race? Mm, That's kind of far away. Far away. Far away. So, all right. So, let's talk about, I did have some topics here. I wanted to talk about this real quick. There was some there's some tracks that have closed recently, right? Um and that was there's anytime raceway was an indoor track up in I'm not sure but up in the Pacific Northwest. They were in open for 8 months, they closed. There was we're going to have question Q&A after this here guys. So we will I'll get to those questions that you guys have there as well. Uh yes, Mark. Uh Lance has been on already. We did the draw already. Uh so, uh, there's been a few tracks. We saw Thunder Road up in Minnesota close. We saw um, Gold Star, which is Alex Morelli's tracks closing in, tra- in Texas. And then I heard from my, my buddy, it goes Indy RC, that that's closing. And that track's been around, or Indy RC's been away for, around for 20 something plus years, right? So, all these tracks are closing. And I wanted to say that we always, think that more tracks equals is going to be better, right? To run a track, it's very hard. It's, it's a very uh, thankless job. It's, you have to deal with people complaining. You have to deal with everything else. You make very little money at it. It's sad to see any tracks close. But I, I, I said this before, and I'll say this again. We constantly put the cart before the horse in RC. I don't believe that having more tracks equals more racers. I believe we need more racers, then we can get more tracks. Because when you have too many tracks in a certain area, and some of these tracks aren't in populated areas, like Anytime RC is not in a populated area, but obviously they, I I don't know the full story, but maybe they didn't do things right to have it stay open. Indy RC been around for a long time. Texas has three indoor tracks, but Texas is huge. Um, we really need to come together as a collective, as an industry, and we need to we need to we need to focus as an industry on growing RC. And what I mean by growing RC, we need to let people know what we're doing. The issue is that these manufacturers, as a manufacturer, as a, as a TE manager myself, at times you go to these races and we're more worried about getting pilfering one or two drivers from another team who's disgruntled, who may not be liking their car and getting them on a 50% deal, right? Uh, When we should be coming together as managers and manufacturers coming together and saying, okay, let's have some rules and regulations to the sponsorship stuff. Let's get this under control. Um, I I know you guys are going to like what I have to say about this. Uh, Let's, let's put some rules. Like if you're a prolific, prolific, 
deal jumper, I mean, you're getting a deal and six months later, you're getting another deal and you're getting this and doing that, then you don't get a deal for another two years. But every chassis manufacturer, I, I say it starts with the chassis because that's one of the biggest, right? Every chassis manufacturer has to agree to that. From the biggest to the smallest, have some sort of regulation in this so we can, we can get some control. That way, everybody gets a first share of what we have. And then as a, as a community, as a manufacturing community, we can go out and um, we can pursue things. I had another great idea that Raw should get involved with this. And there should be, uh, I, I actually, I, I remember the person telling me about it, but I have to go back and revisit that, what he told me. But it was a very good idea. So, um, yeah, we need to get more racers, then think about more tracks. Because actually having too many tracks is can be detrimental to the growth of RC because somebody gets upset at this track because they don't like how it's running. So, Oh, I can go open a track and I think it's easier. They go open up a track that tracks hot for a few months. Then the owner gets tired of doing it because it's a thankless job. And the next thing you know, that tracks, that tracks taking races from the other track, they're fighting over weekends because it's raining, all this type of stuff. And next thing you know, both tracks are closed. So a lot of things have to happen. Here's uh, Clinic RC. Anytime was never meant to be a self-sustaining track. They didn't even have a hobby shop. It was a hobby for the family. When they got old, only eight months in, they pulled the plug. Yeah, that's like a lot of things in RC. Maximum fuel. Maximum fuel, MX engines. The um, older man from Thailand loved RC. Loved it. That's why I had maximum fuels. He was, they were millionaires. I believe they were a shipping company. Million, like people talking about big bucks. This guy loved RC and he um, basically, he he paid, I, I believe they were getting like, he was paying like Rivkin, Mayfield, Tebow, Cavalry, and a couple other drivers who were running MX, like $2,500 a month. Plus he was a big he paid good contingency and he paid a big chunk of that travel because he loved RC. He didn't sell a bunch of MX engines or MX fuel, but he loved RC. Once he passed away, his son didn't care for it too much. And um, yeah, that MX has gone the way of the Dodo, the way of the uh, Megalodon, the way of the dinosaur. So let me see what other topics that I have in her. I have one topic. If you're in YouTube and you have a topic that you want to get done, there's a super chat, super chat topic. You can put it in there. Uh, we're going to go through there and look at some of these questions. Uh, and also, did I, I know people were talking about uh, Horizon and my thoughts on Horizon. I wanted to wrap up on that before we move forward. Until, I know I ran off into my next topic, but I know a lot of people don't like what Horizon done. But I don't really think Horizon's the I don't think Horizon's the bad guy and buying Trinity. If they treated Kevin Abbott, from what I heard, how they treated Kevin Abbott was wrong. I'll hear from him. I'll hear from him personally. But they have a history of doing this because they they fired Drake, right? So they fired Drake. And I'm telling you, they they are just recovering from that firing of Drake, in my opinion. I really believe that. So if you guys are just joining in, please share this. 
Hit that like button on YouTube. Get those likes up. We need to get those going. And yeah. What do you guys think about what do you think about tracks closing? What I just said. We're gonna see more. We're gonna see more tracks. Basically, it's like survival of the fittest. If you're a good track, you got good people, you're doing things great, you're gonna survive. If you ain't doing all, if you ain't hitting every every nail on the head, then you're gonna you're gonna not you're not gonna be competitive. It's simple, it's like anything in business. So while we wait for this super chat topic, let's go to some of our questions here in the chat. So Chad Buckland, happy belated birthday. I missed out on asking Lance. Has he mentioned anything about the new track in the works to replace Southside that will have a roof? Maybe Patrick has some info. And Patrick says, long story short, government. When Lance has concrete news, I'll let him make all the announcements and details. Yeah, right now they're building a retaining pool, pond or something there. So not sure. If you are paying racers to create a tensile growth, you are on a slippery slope. Also, racing for uh, not sure. So, Notch was talking about. We had somebody talking about. Uh, here we go. Here's a great topic. Should RC companies spend more money on sponsoring race prices like divisions race and have a fewer and have fewer contractor drivers in the intermediate level? So, here's something. Every big race that these top pro drivers go to is a money race. They get money for TQ. They get money for where they finish in the A main. So if you finish in first, you make a lot more money than you do if you finish 10th. So every race is a money race for the top pro drives. Now with visions, it's just upright out front, right? It's there. You win money. If you win this TQ, you do this, you win that and all that type of stuff. So, um, it's it's a little more like you get those big checks and it looks cool and all that type of stuff. I agree with you. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, just sorry. Charlie Mack, Karnak the Magnificent, I guess that's his alter ego, says Horizon Hobbies will buy a race series. I wish. They'll probably make a good race series, to be honest. Notch Johnson, if you're paying racers to race or paying out racers to run your brands, well, you are probably thinking buying competition is better than having any. This monopoly must stop. This will this will this create a box dynamic like stores? Yeah, I know that's a big fur. We need competition to be competitive, right? I agree with you. I agree with you. Badland Supercross. What's up, cowboy? Yep, got my cowboy hat on. Lonnie Art, if the manufacturers would quit dumping so much money into sponsorships, maybe they can make RC a little more affordable and still profit. So, yeah, I happen to agree with you. Uh, so, but if you really look at things, so I, I go back. I digress because it was a really good podcast with Rona on our Radio Impalm podcast this past weekend. You can go check them out. The first podcast I ever listened to, Gotti Jr., 245 episodes. They've been around for about 12 years. So Rona had a good point. He said when he was, he did the math, like he did a, he got a car blaster when he was young. And he said the price of that Claude Buster, just a kit, which was like 350 bucks back in the eighties. Now would cost $800. Just a kit, just a kit. 
if we went back to the eighties when that Claude Buster was out and you got it now, it would be 800 bucks. So 300 bucks was like 300, 350 bucks was like 800 bucks back in the eighties. People are complaining about the price of RC and I get that, but it's still relatively cheap. It's like anything else in the world. It's going up. Now I do feel that having all these sponsorships does raise the price of RC. But I think the biggest and most costly thing in RC right now is tires. And for me, we see control tires in 10 scale on road, but in eight scale, everybody seems to be scared of spec tires from the nationals to the European championships to the IFMAR worlds. I am actually with JQ on this. I, I always wanted the world championships to be open tire, but I I think we should see spec tire racing at an IFMAR world's level. Every other freaking class in RC and IFMAR has spec tires. Why not eight scale? So this comes back to the psyche of the racer. It's all about bragging. People want to spend $500 or more on tires. At a race. I am convinced of this. It's also about putting the best tire on the car to make it better. It's also about the excuse. I had the wrong tire. And top pro guys right onto the lower level sponsored, uh, top, lo top level pros right onto that beginner sportsman guy. That favorite excuse of theirs. I had the wrong tire. Put them on spec tires. You take that all away. Everybody's fur game. I really believe that spec tires should be more adapted in eight-scale racing. And that would, in turn, make eight-scale racing extremely cheaper. What is the biggest consumable, consumable in RC racing? Tires. Simple as that. Definitely need to get some handle on these sponsorships as well. But I, I think that goes back to the manufacturers getting in charge of that, raw getting involved in that as well. So I definitely think that that has to happen. Trent Walker, what's up, Trentus? I think a state club, I think a state club would benefit greatly. That way everyone could schedule their races differently. However, some tracks aren't able to stay open unless they race every or other every other weekend. Yeah, I agree. Maybe some I I don't know how it is in America. Um but I know like in Europe and England that cl actual clubs where people pay memberships, they pay dues, and they have a committee and all that type of stuff, that works. I don't know if that can work in – that can probably work with a state – like I think what Trent's saying, a state-registered type of um, – where the state is paying for everything, I would say. Have a club, and they have to do all of that. All right. Nick Saltao, shout out to Traction Action in Long Island, New York. We are here watching on the big screen. Yeah, man. Met Nick at uh, Carpet Championships. Yes, that's when it was. Uh, many, many RC, I don't know where. Cleaning, please talk about how stock racing is a scam and it's early on because it makes money. Well, I used to really be against stock racing. I really did. I really did till I went and watched it and had a good time. I think stock racing is the mod racing of RC. 
I I get why people like it. I love the competition in it. I love I love the limiting factor of it. So it creates drama, right? It creates people accusing each other of cheating, all that type of stuff. I love that factor of it. But I do not think it is a entry-level racing class for new people. Far from it. I would think that getting into mod would be better. It would be harder to learn. But do I think it's a scam? Not really. I think it's figured they figured out how to make money off this because people like it, right? You can make money off the the motors or the lightweight stuff, and it's the probably the biggest money maker in ten scale racing. It's what's keeping ten scale racing afloat, in my opinion. Uh, I like it. I saw the drama. I saw the drama at the at the at the carpet champion at the carpet nets this week this this year. You know, when one team was accusing the other team of cheating, if their motors being cheater motors and all this, I like that stuff. I think it's awesome. I think it's uh, awesome. But I think that stock racing is what's keeping 10 scale racing afloat. But I definitely don't believe that it should be a, a starter class. I think we need to have a spec class for that. I would love, I see Yokomo just came out and Serpent just came out with some spec racers, spec cars. Get that going. Gotta hit my asthma pump. Sorry, guys. Garrett Gatewood, have you heard if Dave has plans to put on a Southern Nats at a different venue one day or likely just to retire him? I have not heard. Um, but at the moment, I know he's not planning on doing that. I'll ask him when I go to Wicked Weekend. What's up, Kevin Mendez? Sorry I'm late. What's up, man? I'm good, man. Just chilling, having fun with everybody, chatting with everybody. So let's see some more questions here. Bad Lamps RC Supercross Track. The question is, Horizon is the giant in RC. How many full retail kits do they sell from TLR? Is TLR subsidized by the other Horizon brands? Does Trinity add to their race program? So I so I remember one of the big things was people were kicking shit about this new Proto X Moto X bike and why that why Horizon has not updated. There are new 10 scale buggies. Well, I'll tell you why. Because that motocross bike is going to sell way, way more product, more units than 10 scale buggy racing. Of course, I am. I believe that TLR is subsidized by other Horizon brands. Has to be. Because racing is that small, right? And that's why that budget gets smaller. That's why Cavalari is with them because they're like, hey, you know, we're going to pay him less. So we have to make the budget smaller. That's why we saw the, the I believe that's why we also saw the, the new sponsorship thing and, they were, and, they, and, they, and the RPP program, which I agree. I like the RPP program. I like the sponsorship initiatives. And um, yeah, I believe that Trinity will add to their, their race program and the RPP mode, as uh, Cam said. So now they'll have an electric motor so you can run with that and you win money off that every month. I believe that is what their plan. That's the only thing, like Cam Goff says, that's the only thing I can think why they bought Trinity. Chemo RC, what's up, man? Dude, I saw you on a raffle the other day, a, a waffle the other day uh, at uh, Epic. Problem is spec, spec racing. You eliminate the excuse for not winning. Exactly. Dan Burdu. Definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Kevin Mendez, Paul Cox of Cox RC in East Providence, shut down. I gave him my Spectrum 
DX5 Pro Rodeo to sell. He shut down shop and sent me a text that it sold and that I collected the dollars. He's a effing thief. I'm sorry to hear that, Kevin. Sorry to hear that. Don't know who that is, though. My thing about spec tires and 8-scale racing is that tracks, even indoor, can vary widely. Well, it will be the same for everybody, right? It will be the same for everybody. That's the difference, right? And then you won't have to go get that special compound that only works for that two-hour period in the morning where you spend another 40 bucks on tires, one runs. That's where it's... That's what I'm trying to to get it coil boil coil boy i would like i would like to for pros taking okay i would like to pros taking time talking to cheer on beginners or low-level racers that is where we started bringing this sport to the masses encouraging norms like me to not give up i would agree i mean this is the one sport where one of the one sports where we can interact with the pro drivers like we do I would like to see them get more involved. Some of them are. Some of them are. A lot of you gotta understand a lot of these guys are under intense pressure at these races. They're under intense pressure to do well. They have to not say anything wrong to piss off somebody. But definitely, and a lot of them are kind of introverted too. You know, a lot of them want to stick their heads down and work on the cars and not be out and talking to people. A lot of them maybe not, maybe don't even know how to talk to people. But, yeah, maybe they should get out and and cheer on people. (laughs) Kevin Caston. What's up, Kevin? He was at TNS this past weekend at Thunder Alley. Unfortunately, there's only one, maybe two companies that can buy other brands. So what do these people who have a company and want to retire do? Are they not allowed to retire after building a company or sell to someone for way less? So, if you listen to episode 242 with Corey Drakenberg from 5150, he brought up a good point with the sale of ProLine. He just said that the guy Todd's family were not into RC. <clears throat> so he had nobody to leave the business to. So he kind of had to sell to ProLine. You cannot force your family to enjoy or love what you love. Your, your dream and your passion is yours. Now, it's great if your children continue that on, but you cannot force them to do that. I agree with you, Nick. Everyone's on the same tire. Can't complain about the track conditions anymore for their specific tire. I agree. I know, what you, I know exactly what you mean, Charlie Mac. You say, to clarify, I mean the conditions. But everybody will be... The, I remember. I remember at RCGP at SMB last year, People were so pissed off. This is the wrong tire for this track. Blah, blah, blah. But everybody's on the same tire, so it does not matter. And you know what? At the end of the weekend, when the grip came up, it was the perfect tire for the track because it lasted. It probably didn't work the best first thing in the morning, and it's slippery. But everybody's on that same effing tire. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. All right, so I'm just going through our chat chat her. 
Patrick Wasser says a statewide committee, almost like a series, like Florida RC championships. I agree. Best series out there. One of the best. As clinic says, spec mod. That's what actually we should call stock racing. Spec mod. I agree. It's more modified than modified. The only, Chauncey Max says, the only problem with a state-run track is that they can close track and open up an indoor soccer field like Flowood. That's true. That is true. They can. They can do that. Basher NZ, what's up? Tuning in from New Zealand. Man, it's got to be late. There it is in the morning there tomorrow. New Zealand is only clubs and we donate time. Hold some races with increased entry to pay for clay and rollers, etc. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Club racing, like that's real club racing run by clubs, donating time and whatnot. But a lot of tracks in America run for profit. And when you are running a track for profit, you can't expect people to donate their time and also have them pay. So you either have to have to pay them or pay them by letting them race free. Hunter King, BNT is a lot like Trent said, except it's overseen by the city of Crestview. The guys will run the truck, will run the club, have a lot of power operated a lot of power operating costs because the city pays for most of it. Yes, and this is one of the tracks that's going to get a roof here because the city's going to put on the roof. As it, Here we go. He says, the city has now upped the money they put aside for entire facility revamp. 600K for roof. Parking lots, RV spots, and more. It's going to be a great facility. A great facility. Howdy. Mike Lopes, or is it Lopez? I would say Lopes, like Portuguese. Howdy. So SIC is no more. What's the word? The ventilation was zero last January. I hope a different venue. Oh, I haven't heard Southern. You must be, you're getting that confused with Southern Nationals. So Southern Indoor Championships and Southern Nationals are two complete different races. Southern Nationals is was at the uh, was in East Monroe, Louisiana, which was a great facility. And SIC is in Alabama. Uh, Notch Johnson says, I was a Southern Nats announcer back when Jeff ran it. Derek Tarrant will have a race in the September at the Ike. Yeah, it was Ike Hamilton. I almost called it the Ike Turner by mistake, but I was like, no, it can't be that. Ike Hamilton venue. I forgot the name of the race, but that's the new Southern Nationals. Yeah, maybe Charlie and Matt can chime in on that. At Hobby Etc. Raceway, we are all open motor. Stock racing is too expensive. This is Dan Bredew, sorry. At Hobby Etc. Raceway, we are all open motor. Stock racing is too expensive for the average guys. A cheap 10.5 motor goes way faster than those most expensive 17.5 stock motors. Hey, spec mod, it's a class. It's like the 250 class of, of RC in 10 scale. I, I, it's, it's a lot of money to be made in it. It's a lot of money to be made in it, and it's keeping 10 scale racing afloat. Because there's not that many people racing mod. But definitely, I think we need a spec racing class. And I think you can run mod with a 10.5 motor too. You don't need a 16.5. Mike Lope says, dirt bike pays the bills. Hobbyco did the same thing. It's business and what sells. I agree. Densu Garcia. Saludos, mi hermano. Como esta? Todo bien. Clinic RC. Spec indoor opens. That barn door of prep and sourcing. Yep. I mean, people are gonna are gonna prep and sauce anyway. I think, though, I really do. 
Oscar Calderon, the future of he won the uh, last uh, waffle that we had. The future of RC are the kids. More races need to focus on the 15 under category and encourage them to race. If we don't get more kids involved, eventually a hobby will say a dip in the future. I think we're already seeing the dip because the full focus is on 40 plus, and that's because 40 plus has the money, right? But what we need is we need these young racers, but we need their parents there as well, or a parent or a mentor to mentor them. So it's, you can't just leave a, a kid at a track on its own. I really think we need to get RC in school somehow. That would be great. We talked about this in the last one, but the parent has to be there, right? You can't expect a 15-year-old to come into RC and know everything. Those times have changed, maybe back in the day, but those times have changed, and the parent definitely has to be involved. I am all for having 15 and under or age classes and putting more focus on these young races. But even there's a big step. So Little Bump, he's 12. He's going to be able to, he's going to, be able to run 15 under. But he's obviously probably going to be faster than most of these 15 under drivers. Where do we put him? Hello, Amber, Jean's wife. I just rejoined and that had us far. I know I want to bring it to America with me, but it's kind of hard. Dan Burdue, speed and traction is almost... N- Speed and traction is almost never the limiting factor for beginners. Maybe people need to run. We're seeing more carpet and astro tracks coming up uh, and semi-permanent tracks in America. And that is actually what I think will help grow because you have traction, right? Eliminate sauce. You don't need sauce. When I was in England and I raced astro for the first time, it was so much traction. I couldn't believe it. Brett Ryan says, I one eighth buggy control tires. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, sure. Let's get it going. We need to make it. I have no idea. People just like spending money on tires. I'm co- that's the only thing I'm convinced of. That and having the excuse of not having that tire. Javier Juarez, sorry, Juarez custom builds. What do you think of RC having an RC show of their own, like model cars, where you can bring your custom cars and paint jobs and compete for awards before a race or even a standalone show. So they do at a lot of these races. So I know at um, uh, the world's even had it uh, at the nationals. They have a concourse competition for the best, best paint job. So, but custom cars and in racing, there isn't really much custom cars, maybe outside of racing, but um, maybe a show with, just showing custom, cool custom cars. One of my favorite things back in the day of magazines, you know, back when those were existent, uh, was Reader's Rides. We could see different people that customize RC cars from around the world. I thought that was always cool. Always cool. Uh, so, yeah. Maybe. But they do have concourse competitions for paint. A lot of these races. Evan Vale won it at um, the Nationals this year. Xavier Juarez. Hey, what's up, Mr. Lefty? Speaking of tires, our tire firm junk. We, we talked about this. Uh, we, we talked about this on the podcast a couple of, couple of, couple of um, weeks ago because you was asking about these tire washing machines. So I don't know how, how much of, I mean, obviously, if your firms get completely soaking wet, and they sit inside the tire and don't dry. I'm sure they're going to degrade. But I have washed tires for years and got them wet. 
And then what happens is when you drive shortly after that, that's why you always put the hose, like all that water and stuff flings out. Uh, I've reused firms. And I used to acetone wheels to reuse wheels. But I think if you get them wet and they don't dry, that's when they get bad. Maybe some other people can chime in as well. But I, I, I think they dry out pretty fast, especially when you have the holes. When you have the holes in the rims now, that's when you get dirt and everything in them and it doesn't get out. So, you know, that's why back in the day, people used to vent wheels. Now, then we figured out that venting tires is much better. What's up, Brad Clifford? How you doing? Kimo says, yes, you did win it. You won at the Epic Waffles. I'm actually thinking maybe about doing, what do you guys think? I was I was thinking about maybe doing some waffles for myself just to make, you know, some extra money here as well to, um, you know, because not everything, hey, RC is a hard place to make money. We have the waffles for the get me to races, but I was thinking about maybe doing waffles to just raise some extra money so I can pay some bills around her. Cody Wildgast says, I can tell you right now, no one wants to do nighttime. Exactly. Nobody wants to go to track and work on it. They want to pay and show up. So asking people when you're running a for-profit track does not really, really going to help, you know? Andrew Clark, I just, I just dropped in. Did I miss the Wicked Weekend Waffle? Yes, we done it first thing in the, with Lance. Martin Rodriguez won. Congratulations to Martin. Charlie Mack, another great topic. You guys haven't got me fired up yet. I put on my sheriff hat for nothing. It's amazing how many companies, even RC, don't set up for the future. Everyone watching at home, please take time to write a will and have Doc save somewhere safe. You can die getting hit by a bruggy. Bruggy, the new name for truggy. Yeah, uh, you can. I can hear you wheezing. Take a breath. Take a break. I drink some water. Uh, so I got the AC on, and it's drying my uh, drying. I have really bad asthma, so it's drying all of that out. So the race that is coming up will be called Southern Classic. That used to be the old Southern Nats track. I'm telling you that that. Charging because so many people. So, so Chad wants to know how the heck is charging companies charging 200 motors for a spec motors keeping 10 scale float. It does the opposite because stock is the biggest class. It is the biggest class everywhere you go. It honestly is. It's so much bigger than modified. So much bigger. Every 10 scale race I'm into stock is huge. Charlie Mack, if we're going to do spec eight scale, can we also make sport electric 2S only and sport nitro 19 engines? Well, I, I remember that some got, so I think some people ran two 3S. Isn't Little Bump trying 3S batteries? And I remember at some point, uh, 19 engines were a thing. Some people ran those instead of 21s to get more runtime. But yeah, I actually think, and those are when cars were heavier. So I actually believe now with cars being lighter, a 19 would be a good option. But who's making 19 engines right now? Maybe we go the way of 
GT. So GT has some rules where you, you your engine has to be on a $250. We don't have many engines out there that are under $250 now. But uh, yeah. Yeah. It's good. Cody. Wow, Gus. Look at what MotoGP in drone racing, in the drone racing world is doing with STEM programs. They are doing it right for school-based stuff. I, I don't know what that is. You're going to have to send me some links for that. But, hey, I, I think getting RC into the into schools is excellent. An excellent idea. Hunter Kings, you can easily get that hat here. Just wear it through the airport and pack other ones. I know. I, I mean, I bought it in the States. It's just... I can't, I'd have to carry it the entire time. I, I wore, I, well, I have no problem. I wore this through the airport. I wore it the entire time. It's just when I got on the plane, I can't put my back, my neck back. So I have to carry it. And I don't want to put it up top because it's going to get uh, filled it all up. Cody also says there will be a USVISI exponential in Denver. Okay. They were at a UVSI exponential in Denver recently, and their setup attracted huge numbers for the drone soccer stuff. Okay. I would imagine so. I would imagine so. Wes Marvel. What's up, man? How's your Ignite RC design? Design RC truck drone. I'm going to get mine soon. Pretty soon. It's up to the club slash committee to maintain a positive working relationship with the local city that owns the property. I understand renting property offers more freedom, but on the flip side, operating a facility on city-owned property eliminates considerable financial risk. I would agree. Keep up a good... Uh, if, you, if the government's... If the state's giving you some good stuff, keep on good terms. Tim Barf, tracking Traction compounds only cause cancer. Yeah, I would not. I would not just say that they don't. I've never used tracks. I've used Source once. I used it at AMS. Badlands RC Super Track. RC is all about middle-aged dudes going through a midlife crisis. Guys getting too old and responsible to do full-size motorsports. They are the future. Unfortunately, it kind of is true. Kinda is true, but we we should put some focus on these young racers. Clinic RC. There are a few tracks and racers trying spec one eight. Problem is everyone is sponsored by another brand and it's limited. Their their entries greatly. Are, are you talking about spec tires? I know up in the Pacific Northwest they're doing it. They have a spec tire class. Lee General, what's up, Lee? For the record, no, I do not like spending money on tires. <laughs> I can buy a tire for a Honda that's cheaper than a set of truck tires and have a fraction of the runner. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. David Cabrera, Andrew Azriel is starting a new track in New Jersey area, in a New Jersey area, huge indoor arena. Oh, really? I'm going to have to talk to Angel about that. Is it going to be... um? Eight scale or ten scale? Charlie Charles Mack McKenzie Keith David says, "Lefty, the easiest way to get RC in schools is via robotics teams and STEM programs. 
We did robots, roller coasters, concrete canoes, steel bridges, and is and 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 steel bridges in high school and college. Some universities even have mini F1 teams. I agree, but maybe it starts off with just a, a slash and going racing. By the way, I follow this guy on Instagram that makes these roller coasters, and they are freaking badass. Like he makes roller coaster um kits. Man, it is awesome. Chemo RC, what is your opinion about the this coming RC roast pro am format? I would think we I think we will have some drama between pros and jurors. I don't think so. I think you guys, so I think if it's fun, these guys enjoy it. It's also not a it's meant to be a fun race. It's not, I don't think it's under a contingency program, so they're not really gonna worry about if they lose money on this race or not. And these guys are going to have fun. I Look, I know these guys have fun because I remember after Masters Dirt, sorry, they had a Masters Dirt race where you had to take like shots of Fireball and Dakota Fan, and them guys were having a blast. And then after the race, after that race, they're still up on the drive stand racing, having fun. They don't take it, they don't take it too seriously. No, if this was Dirt Nitro Challenge or the Nationals or the Worlds, it would be a different story. Patrick Russell, to make a small fortune in RC, you got to start out with a large one. What's up, Brady? Bellstrang. What's up, Lefty? On my way to Die Hard. Going up to a what? Justin Wowdy. He's doing the work event. That's good. I saw he's preparing for that. Die Hard, another awesome facility. Yeah, dude, they have a lot of young people involved in RC up there. So they have a race going on. Uh, Justin Wowdy's putting on a race up there of his work series. Great dude. Worked with him and the... Uh, RCGP series, great, great RD, great race caller. And uh, I'll see you at AMS. Hashtag NNRC squad, hashtag Nitro is the glory. That's right. You know what? I've convinced that that lipo fire was punishment for me pissing off e-buggy guys. Ooh, I think I'm going to tell that story this week. I pissed off some e-buggy guys last week. Ooh, last lefties, last lefties, uh... Off the record, pissed off one of my good buddies. He let, he sent me a long message. I actually spent the entire morning debating with him. And you know what? At the end of the debate, he was one of those guys I was exactly talking about. He got upset at that somebody else said that e-buggy racers aren't as hardcore as nitro racers. And this person is an e-buggy early racer. Does not like Nitro, has never tried it. She does not want to try it. And guess what? The Enats is in his area, and he's not good. Now, he's going to a race the weekend before. But I asked him, I said, which race is more important to what you want to see happen in RC? Attending the Enats that needs all the entries possible so, that, so it can continue? Or trying to change races that already exist to give you more runtime and the benefits. And at the end of the day, I said, so basically, you want all the benefits of nitro racing without putting in the work of nitro racing. He's like, we can do quick change battery changes and all this type of stuff and all that there. But I said, hey, if you want to do quick change battery changes, you need a pit man. And you said, that's one of your biggest complaints about e-buggy. So you know what? The e-buggy gods punished me by giving me a lipo fire, and now my nitro stu my studio is gonna smell like uh burnt lipo, and I probably lost some um 
life by inhaling all of that stuff. But I definitely pissed off some e-bug guys and e-buggy gods got their revenge. I've done it so Badlands tracks says, I've done it so much time in so many ways. Lefty has to, and y'all never really know. That's true, man. People, people are uh, definitely charge uh time, man. Time costs a lot of money. Time costs money. So Brandon Dommel says, isn't charging $200 for a motor illegal by raw rules? I I guess. I don't know. I will quote that America's the only place that stock is run like that. And he says, I believe the raw limit from 10 scale motors is $150. There is no limit on eight scale motor price limits. You can run, you can spend whatever you want for eight scale. So somebody might be able to clarify that. What is the raw limit for 10 scale motors? Uh, price wise clinic RC. There was a push in the mid two thousands to make a sportsman 1.18 eight scale Bobby class. I remember that Tony. a handful of guys built them. It would be good to have an entry level class versus full race on setup to get into one eight. I agree. I agree there, but we need people to make those engines, right? We need people to make 18 engines and we need to, we need to have some sort of regulations where people have to like, maybe you need to race. So like, like in, like in England where they have a, proper federation mr Aurora. see the problem is that america has been lawless lawlessness has been see this is why the sheriff's in town you know got my hat we're bringing some regulation back to things here back to things here in america america spent the last 15 years with no rules in rc so now we want rules but people aren't used to that so what should happen is if every in a perfect world where every race is under roar Federation work guidelines, kind of like how it is in England and Europe, you would have that race. And if you haven't reached an F1 level as a driver, you will then have to race in that lower class. So maybe that would be the 8.18 class that you have to run in. Now, once you get out of that and you, you graduate and you can run up, you can run point twenty ones with the big one. So it's like 250 and 450. Maybe you want to stay in the point eighteen class. And run that. But the problem would be we need to get people to make those engines. They need to be affordable. And the cars have to, you have to be able to, they have to pretty, yeah, well, maybe like they can't do all the jumps like 250s can. But definitely, <clears throat> definitely. Maybe, Andrew, I, I think I will. I think I will. I've had some some people offer me some product, and I think I will do that. <clears throat> Ten scale needs one motor class. Open motor makes it simple. No money in that. No, it's no money in that. That's what I'm trying to tell you. People like stock. They want to do it. Spec class make up almost 80% of 10 scale racing in America. But are we talking about spec mod or stock as we call it? Um, Brandon Dommel pit stop hobbies actually does that because lap times are similar between 17.5 and mod cars. Okay, I guess they're talking about um, <laughs> about the mod Andrew Azriel. David Cabral will open a men's salon specializing in beer can styling, which will be situated in my imaginary new racetrack. Oh, so he was just BSing me. Bullshit. So I should have called bullshit on that. 
I haven't had to say bullshit yet today. We're at two hours and 14 minutes in this, and I have not had to say bullshit yet. What's up, Jerry? How you doing? Oh, another big thing that we saw talking about, this came from Wheel and Trigger, gas short course truck. And Jerry actually put a picture up of his nitro short course truck. Man. And then that Ryan Mayfield, one of them, wheeling an SC8 around. Would we like to see uh, maybe Nitro 1.8 scale short course truck racing come back? I know Lucas and I talked about it, and I heard Wheel and Trigger talking about it. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool. What's up, Jay Bless? How you doing, man? Long time no see. Enats is cool. Jerry Kleinbell says, Enats is cool and all. Was I going to a strip club where girls wear t-shirts? <laughs> See, I was rude to the e-buggy guys last time and I got paid back. <clears throat> I will say this. There are more guys that run Nitro and run e-buggy than there are only e-buggy guys. Homer Alma says, 33 years of making it happen, not quitting anytime soon. Yeah, but you're also in a unique position where you earn your property and you do whatever you want at your track. Tilt yard, 3D tracks before 3D tracks were a thing. Braden Dommel, Nitro wouldn't have sucked for me as badly if my car never fell apart. I had no problem tuning the engine and keeping it running. Only time I ever flamed out when I was, was when I'm mad. That made bad fuel mileage choices. Well, I think uh, your car falling apart in nitro, I don't know, was this years ago? Because now cars are pretty reliable. Pretty reliable. And it's as, you're as good as your wrenching abilities. Corey Humphreys, or make the different classes run different Venturis to reduce the power. But I don't... Ugh. I don't know if the Venturis inhibit that much power. You'd have to put a really small Venturi in there. Really small. But maybe. Maybe that could happen. I believe he's talking about slowing down nitro cars. Ben Bertle just put a point eighteen Traxxas engines and buggies. Well, that's what I'm saying. They used to have a OS used to have a point eighteen or 19. They used to work. So, I don't know. Peyton Puckett. What's up? Hello. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Any okay, so he's looking at uh live RC analy anal analytics. Any clinic RC says any spec 10 scale info from live RC. Man, I have not had to say bullshit yet. Not I'm not saying Hunter Kings. I really like the idea of people being restricted to lower classes until they've proven themselves. Only thing is now that creates another class for tracks to keep off. That also needs a working federate. Look, I know Ross trying their best but also needs a working federation in every single track in America to be on board. That's what it needs. That's what it needs. Brandon says, I raced a TLR 8X Elite and a TLR 8XT. Well, that was a few years ago. They weren't the best TLR cars. I'll be honest with you. Donnie's dad said, I flamed out because I was on the wrong tires. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Dennis Colley says, Mini Inferno half a class. Is those like the mini buggy classes? I see up at uh, RC Madness, they race um, those 
T, those, you know, those mini T cars and whatnot. I know that used to be a really, really big class back in the day. So no super chat topic in yet. So I don't know if that's going to get anything there. But if you are on the YouTube, please hit that uh, like button. Please hit that share button. Uh, you guys, I guess everybody's tired from 4th of July. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say something controversial to get you guys sparked up. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um. Call me crazy, but I race only tracks now, and they hold together better than my TLR cars ever did. What classes are you running in? In what? What Traxxas cars are you racing and in what classes? Um, let's talk about upcoming races. So we have the 10 scale dirt nets coming up in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, we have obviously the big Apple challenge coming up. We have the 10 scale euros coming up in, in, Oh, wow. Okay, one second. 10 scale euros coming up in Amsterdam, I believe. So I'll be, that's actually coming up in two weeks' time as well. And then we have Wicked Weekend. We have Brent's RC Program race. We have the European Championships, 1A scale European Championships, which I really want to go to. They'll be taking place at Redavon. So lots of racing coming up. Then we have uh, the 10 scale worlds, which is actually the same date as the North Georgia shootout. So I'll be there. And yeah, lots of racing coming up. So Brandon's Braden says he runs a mid motor rustler for stadium truck. He runs a mid motor bandit for two wheel drive buggy, a slash. Actually, I have a slash ultimate right there. And it is freaking fast. I have a slash platinum and it is fast. It is probably the fastest out-of-the-box car I've ever had. A Rossler VXL in Mini Truggy and a Sledge in E-Truggy. Wow, you are traxited right out. Where do you race? Where do you race? Um, okay. I think the only thing that gets you guys excited is when I start talking about American and, and Europeans. All right. Thank you, Chad. <clears throat> so we had this argument last time I was in her. Lefty, if American drivers showed interest in going to European races, do you honestly believe the companies will support them? I don't think individuals are scared. They go where their brands say. Um, yes and no. So I believe... That these drivers, if they want to go to a race, they will go there. If they say they want to go to this race, they will make it happen. I think they have the power to do that. No, that can be via the race bringing them in. So Philippine, let's take Philippine masses. Do you think Associated send Ongaro to Philippine masses? No, then guys bought Ongaro and his family over there to race. Just like they bought Robert. And JQ, I believe. So, 
if Dakota Fed wants to, so if more racers go to Philippine Masters, these companies will have no choice but to send their drivers over there. It starts with a few, right? And I think some of them are scared to go to the European races, especially ones that don't have the tracks that are changed. We heard this when it, for worlds, like how many people complain about the track. And I, they have a, I get their argument. I get their argument that the track hasn't changed, but they had the opportunity to go to the, to the warmups, just like fucking Rifkin went to the warmups. So I do agree. It's a little bit of both, but I also agree that if these racers really want to go to this race, they'll go there. I do. Joshua Vico Domani. The only problems I see with some spec classes, if you have seasoned drivers that have motors tuned, some Remick Baron, possible different rotors and gear. Don't have that. That's why we need a spec. That's what remember when Associated bought out that four-wheel drive spec car and that two-wheel drive spec car? Well, Losi needed to bring out a spec car like that. TLR, Schumacher, all this, all of them need to build a car to their specs. Same spec motors, ESCs, all that type of stuff. Build a car. Anything you change is tires. You can change shock oil, stuff like that, shock springs. None of that light bullshit. Leave that for spec mod or stock, as we call. So he wants to know, how does it work for your drivers who want to come to the race in the U.S.? They come. They come to races that are popular. So they come to Dirt Nitro Challenge because it's a popular race and companies pay for them to come there. They come to Silver State because companies pay for them to come there. That's why. Because they're both popular races. They both will get, they both are races known that Europeans go to. The NC has had Europeans go to it for the last hmm, 10 years, I would say. They've had Europeans win them. Once you win them, they they become popular. Like we're talking about two of the popular races. We can still have that in Europe. We just need to decide, like they just send people to Neo Buggy. All the Americans used to go to Neo Buggy. Why did they go to Neo Buggy? Because it was a different track. It wasn't the same track. It was an American style track. I see Chad. You're trying to get me riled up. I see it. Cody Wild Guest. For anyone in the Pacific Northwest, we have an annual club trophy race coming up August 11th to 13th. The Coquitlama. Okay. Coquitlam Classic. Uh, that's in Coquitlam, British Columbia. We have support from Amy and Protac RC, Associated Reedy, and Reds so far. Europe's top drivers drink Bud Light. Well, they probably drink like really good beer or don't drink at all. Okay, so Braden says he races at LCRC, pit stop hobbies, occasionally trains and lanes. Okay, all great tracks. Chat says, if I run for a brand and I have the ability to go to a race in Southern Spain or BFE Nebraska, put me on the first flight. Yeah. But here it comes down. Is that race in BFE going to pay you more money? Is that... is Oh, what does BFC stand for? Bum fuck everywhere? If that race has all the top pro guys that are going to it and it's a contingency race you're going to go there that's why we need to get a couple of races over in uh, in Europe like that like the, like we said the Philippine Masters IBC, Buggyland I mean no Philippine Masters is in Europe but you get what I'm saying 
We would love to go to race in Europe. Dwayne Rose, how are you doing, Mr. Rose? We'd love to go to race in Europe, but it will cost us too much. Nope. It, and guess what? Flying from Europe to America costs the same amount. And they come. I, I'm going to call bullshit on that. Oh, I've got to call bullshit on it. Flying and traveling nowadays, cost, it costs the same. Do you think California is any cheaper than America than Europe? Of course not. Portugal was fuck. I went. I went to IBC. Portugal was probably one of the cheapest countries I've been to. I mean, it cost them European guys plane tickets and hotels and rental cars when they come to America. Maybe the rental car is a little cheaper. Hotels were on the same price. I mean, if you eat McDonald's and shitty food every day, it's probably cheaper. But you can literally, like, when I was in Portugal, when you can get Euro beers, Euro, one Euro, which is just about a dollar, you got a beer for that. So my breakfast in Portugal was, I would get a little ham and cheese sandwich, uh, a water, and a little pastry. It was like five Euros. I can't eat a breakfast nowhere in America for five Euros. That's a track. That was a drink, a sandwich, and a little little tart. Five euros. Five fifty. Uh-uh. I'm not hearing that. Everybody went to Neo and England's fucking expensive. I don't know. Doesn't Nebraska have one of the best tracks in the nation? I don't know what track that would be. You gotta kinda say it. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with uh, with um, geography. Charles McKenzie, price out a U.S. air hotel trip right now live, and I will swipe the AMX card tonight. That's different. I'm not flying from Europe. So I will tell you, my flight... From here, so I think Captain Lime and I were talking about this, and he was like, I said, Yeah, I paid $1,300 from here to go to IBC, right? That was with a bag. And he's like, Shit, I paid a thousand dollars to go to this race here in America or something like 800 bucks. The main race cost them are their sponsors. If we go, it will be on my dime. Go, go to Europe. It's like, why not? Do you think, is this, is this Brandon Rose's dad? Because I swear Brandon Rose was at the Euros, was at the Worlds, and he was at, uh, in England. He went to Europe. I don't know. I can't do that right now. Go on Amazon, find a flight to, uh, to Porto, Portugal, probably about 12, 1300 bucks. Uh, probably from US there. Maybe a little cheaper coming from Europe. Maybe they got a little cheaper flying into a big hub. But still expensive. Still expensive. I'm buying that. I'm not buying that. That's not the excuse. We already went through that. I'm calling bullshit on that. It's not too expensive. The European drivers come over and race in America twice a year. 
Maybe three times this year because a lot of them talk about coming to AMS. Not this year. Let's see. Kyle Chasen, because he's going to be stationed in Japan. What tracks are in Japan? No idea, dude. You're going to have to find out when you get over there. I don't actually, I do not know too much about Japanese racing. So, sorry. I'm sure there's tracks over there. I think you're going to find Japan expensive. What about people that come from Australia to race in America? You think it's fucking cheap? No. There's like, there was like 10 people from New Zealand at DNC. You think it's cheap for them? Come on, guys. Stop, stop, stop. Stop making excuses and just fucking go race. If the Europeans didn't come to America, I could understand that. But they come. Yeah, they have sponsors. I'm Well, let's get this straight. I'm not talking about the average RC racer to go over and race in Europe. I'm talking about top names. If you are getting paid to race RC cars or you're making some sort of salary at racing RC cars and this is your living, then let's go. Get over to Europe. I'm not talking about <clears throat> Charlie Mack going over there to run Bruggy and finding out that he's the only Bruggy driver over there. All right. You guys are kind of weak in the comments, sir. Any questions? Any topics we want to talk about? Bumfuck Egypt, says Jerry Kleinbell. Okay, that's I used, I think I used that saying as well. Uh, I'm not sure what track's in Nebraska. Is that Omaha? Omaha's in Nebraska, so he must be talking about Hobbyplex. I don't know if um, it's a great track. I don't know if it's one of the best tracks in the nation. Jay Bless, start a new version of Neo Buggy. They'll come. All right, so we're going to go back on that. Let's go. International Buggy Challenge, where I went. I said they will change part of the track. Not the hill track. They'll change part of the track. They'll put money up. And fucking Portugal's cheap. And they'll put it in Easter. And I bet you, no Americans go. If they do, be one or two. And it just has to be one or two. And then next year, that's how, that's how Neo started. It was like Drake. Drake and co-Ogden event. Then like Tebow, I think Drake won and Tebow won. Yeah, because when the Americans go over, they get the asses handed to them like Ryan Lutz did at Montpellier on a permanent track. But Montpellier is a different track. I wouldn't suggest Ryan Mayfield went over to Montpellier and got his ass handed to him. I think he finished like six. Right? That's what I wouldn't even... It does not need to be in England. It needs to be a, like, do, do you, so people complain about, do you know that England's probably one of the most expensive countries in Europe? IBC said they'll change their track, put up money and put it on Easter. And Barcelona is cheaper. English. Do you not think that most of the people in RC speak most of the people that go do RC speak English. So what? There's so what? 
English has. I went to Portugal. I don't speak Portuguese. I had no problem. Because most people spoke English. J bless. Bullshit. Call him bullshit on that. Now we're making up excuses about languages. Bullshit. Now I'm getting riled up. Nah, I'm not. I think that's bullshit. I think that's bullshit. I think that's bullshit. So you're not going to go somewhere because people can't speak English? Shit. You might as well not go to South Florida then. Because Spanish is more popular than English there. Don't go to Washington Heights in New York. If you don't speak Spanish, then that's ignorant. Sorry. That's bullshit. Call them bullshit on that. Don't go to India because you don't speak Indian or whatever. Yeah, it's Indian, right? Nah, I don't think it's about language. I, I do think it's about the track. I think it's about the track. So I think it's, I, I would agree there. They need to, need to, um, if, if a track, if a place is willing to make a track change, put money up, put it on an Easter break where it's going to be easier for people to get to and go. So what? You know what? Nobody. No, hey, it's RC. You'll figure out how to communicate. I'm, I am calling bullshit on that, Jay Blast. But good to see you, Jay. How you doing, man? You would know. You've traveled around Europe. There we go. <laughs> Donnie said, I can't understand the language because I was on the wrong tires. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I love that one. How dare you, Keenan? We just celebrated Charlie Mack. How dare you, Keenan? You just celebrated Freedom Independence Day. And now you're asking us to visit our oppressors. Well, that's the English. I guess they call Independence Day Happy Traders Day. Um, that's what the English would say. Nitro or order. If we can raise money to fly left Iran in a couple of weeks, then there's no excuse for sponsors to get their drives to Europe. No excuses. I agree with you, Nitro World Order. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Man... Okay, let's go put it in England. I don't care. Let's go to Hearts. Probably the best track right there out of London. You know, some of them English people, you, I, I bet you won't understand what they're saying anyway in the English accents. Go down to London and her Cockney talking. Man, you, you wouldn't understand an Irish person speaking fast to you. You wouldn't think they're speaking English. Let's go to Jamaica. They speak English too, but I bet you won't understand what they're saying. Brady Bellstrong, if if I if you were to go to any race across the pond, what would be your top three? Definitely have been thinking about it. Well, they got Buggy Land that's coming up pretty soon. That's in Madrid. I heard that's a great race. Never been there. Would love to go to that race. Um, I definitely I'm big on the IBC race. I thought it was good. I would I would like to go back there. I thought Portugal was nice and. I think people will enjoy it. I think the Portuguese people treat you good. The food was good. The track is great. Facility is great. Uh, the race was great. Um, and honestly, I don't know what the third one would be. I have to go to some more races to figure it out. But I would like to go to. I would like to go back to Italy to another race. Gusaga was nice. 
I don't know if I want to go IBR Padova. I do not. I I I heard always heard like that people always get sick at that race from the traction comp because you have to wear, use traction comp on. And um, yeah, I don't know. Bless says I'm West Indian. Yeah, Jamaicans speak different from all the other West Indians. Wagwan, Latin, all that stuff. I listen to dancehall every day, and I just about understand it. <clears throat> Jamaica needs a track. I think they race on road down there. I actually need to get Rohan on her. I was talking to him the other day. I need to get Rohan and find out how he got into RC and all that stuff. If he got into RC when he was down in Jamaica. Boats is big. I know on um there, there were some guys in Trinidad racing. Puerto Rico is obviously probably the biggest. I think they had the, they had the most racing. That's like America. But um Gun Hill. So funny story you talk about that because I didn't know about Gun Hill till you told me about it, right, Jay? And my wife's cousin was in New York. And he said he used to walk across this uh track in the park every day and think of me when he was there. I said, it's got to be Gun Hill. Got to be. Nick says, I just switched feeds to be with you, Bless. You guys only want to get me carrying one about America versus um, Europe. All right. Charlie Mack says, call it USA Restaurant and we will be there. Okay. All right. So. Well, we do have a Worlds coming up shortly. Uh, 10 scale Worlds. Maybe we can talk about that a little bit. On clay. So, so let's talk about that. The Europeans are coming over to race. What's up, Derek? How you doing, Derek Vanderham? So the Europeans are coming over to race at Hobby Action. There's no type of tracks over in Europe like Hobby Action. With the clay, with the slicks, all that type of stuff. They kind of know they're going to get their asses handed to them. I think we'll see guys like Bruno. I think if Angaro comes, he'll do well. I think if Ronafuck comes, he can do well because I think Ronafuck said he'll run a, lo- a TLR. Um, now what about that? You know, it's it's no different. It, it can be a different layout, but it's still on a surface that is completely foreign to them. Oh, are you guys at the shop? Oh, it's Wednesday, right? You guys are racing down there at Beach RC. Tell Lucas I said what's up. Uh, you guys are racing, club racing there. Nick, I mean, Jay's got me all riled up. Where you being, Jay? You sent me a message like months ago on Facebook and have never haven't sent me back. Uh haven't sent me back. Could be one of the reason be to the fact that there aren't trucks in Euros. What do you mean? Like truggies? Ruggies? That's why American racers don't go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna break a hard truth to you guys tonight. And don't hate me. Don't shoot the messenger. Please don't. Please don't. But these pro drivers care about one fucking class. Or are we talking about 10 scale? But if you're talking about Truggy, I'm going to let you guys have the hard truth right here. 
right now at 9.41 p.m. The 5th of July, 2003, these pro drivers really only give a fuck about Nitro Buggy. They, honest to honest, I swear, I swear on my white cream colored cowboy hat that I am rocking right now that these pro drivers really deep down only give two fucks about Nitro Buggy. I am surprised that Charlie Mack is still in the chat because I know it's a hard pill to swallow, guys. I know it's a hard pill to swallow, but I like truck. I like truggy. I do. Don't get bruggy. I like bruggy. Sorry. I like bruggy. I actually agree with Charlie Mack. It should stay with the original bodies and all stuff because it's a difference. Now they just look like big, big buggies. But deep down, these guys only care about Nitro Buggy. They use Pro E-Buggy. They use E-Buggy and Truggy as filler classes. Now, maybe E-Buggy will get some more prestige because there has a world. But there's no worlds attached to truck. And probably should be. But, <laughs> but unfortunately, I, I, I mean, in some places in Europe, it's starting to get popular. In Australia, it's not popular. We're starting to see people run them. But it's just, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a filler class. I wouldn't even say that e-buggy isn't as big, like on a big racing in, in Europe, because they just want to run. They just, I, I'm not just dead serious, man. It comes back to the world championship, man. It comes back to the world championship, and remember, guys, there's only been two people that have won. A world champ, uh, eight scale buggy world championship twice. Two people, two people since it's been around. I don't know how many times it's been around, but uh, well, that's also too. If they love nitro so much and they need contingentized, why only run one nitro class? No two wheel drive, nitro buggy, or gas truck anymore. Yeah, they run truggy, they still get paid contingency for it, and they get paid. That's what they care about. They care about track time and contingency money. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you that if, let's say Mayfield's got what? Let's say Mayfield has seven truck championships. I bet you he'll trade two or three of them in for one or two more Nitro Buggy championships. I bet you Nitro Buggy, Nitro Buggy Nationals pays more than Truggy Nets. Or sorry, one seventh scale Bruggy. I'm not disputing that. We're not talking about, we're not talking about uh, the amount of people running them. We're talking about what the pro guys run. The amount of 170 entries, I'm talking about pro guys. Sir. I'm not talking about just regular people. And that's just one race. 
There will be a bunch of them at Wicked Weekend, too. And look, I have no issue with Etrogi. I like it. I like it. Oh, great. Silver State was a big race. Three full heats. So that was, what, 15 people to a heat? 45 people? 45. You know why they run Etrogi? Because they fucking need to to get the runtime. Because you only get fucking two practice runs. That's why. Damn hey, it. This is Jason Wygant from NBC Sports Motocross. I have an Axel Yeti. They run e-truggy, e-buggy and truggy because they need to to get the run time, to get the track time. Because you only get two runs of practice. Make me hit my damn asthma pump again. But if you made one race where they didn't have to run all those classes and they got adequate track time of one class, they would not run all those classes. It's, it's all good, Lee. I actually, I actually hit this and it made a song note on my thing. No, but that's why they do it. I'm, and look, E-Truck is a great class. Great class. Great class. It's getting a lot, a lot of, it's getting very popular. But on a pro level, guys run it to get extra track time. Probably contingency money involved in it now, too, because it's grand. Keenan, I book in flights. Should I fly to Punta Cana? Or San- There's no Santa Cabo here to choke you out. Well, I live six hours from Punta Cana. So you got a long drive. Fly to Puerto Plata. You wouldn't even make it to choking me out. I'll just take you through Sasua and you'll be like, all right, I forgive you for everything, Keenan. But uh, I will say this. Um, E-Truggy is definitely grown. E-Truggy is grown. It looks like a fun class. It's actually the class that I want to run. But I don't know. I feel like I'm cursed by the e-buggy gods now with this lipo fire. Still smells like I need to get a um, air whatchamacallit, one of them air thingies. But, uh, so, I'm not disputing that these classes are big, but the prestige level of them are not there with Nitro Buggy. And this is the same issue I had with the, with the e-buggy early guys. They were upset about that. E And guess what? At, at Wicked Weekend, e-buggy will be the biggest class. But on a pro level, these guys are running these classes to get more track time. Thank you. The way it is, because his son races, I believe this is uh, Brandon's dad. Jerry Kleinbell. The number of classes in general is bananas. Nitro buggy, nitro truggy, e-buggy, and e-truggy. That should be it. None of this intermediate 40 plus. You end up where you belong, period. You know, that I I I understand that uh, that theory, and that's why I like the nationals, right? Because you you finish where you finish. But unfortunately, I understand why tracks and races do it because they got to make money, and I understand why people do it because they want that 
they want that trophy, right? And I don't think that we're going to see that go away. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be angry at seeing more one-class races. So I don't know. But I think it's too much. We talked about this in the last. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a society thing, right? Everybody wants participation trophies. Everybody wants to be a winner. Well, unfortunately in life, not everybody can be a winner. So, oh, we have the saltiest of salts, Salty Joe, just tuning in late. I don't know why he's tuning in so late. It's like almost 11 o'clock in Bermuda. And um, you got that horse parked outside. Yeah, that was, dude, that was nasty yesterday. Dude, my chest. So Manny is saying, no wonder you have asthma, Keeney. You're breathing all that shit in. Dude, yesterday, all that lipo smoke, like I, I took a couple of big huffs of like when it really happened. Man, I felt it right here. Right here. And then even today, I felt it here. So, um, yeah, it's going to take a, and I'm worked underground. Shot cretin, and I always wore respirators. And even after that, I would be still mm, nasty shit. And lipo fires are not good. Nitro buggy, that's it. Charge two hundred class. Well, neo buggies charged about that. I think it was like uh, just over two hundred bucks a class for nitro buggy. And then e buggy was um, like only seventy entries. I would agree. Size tarp. Big buggy, big boy love, size tent. Uh, so Brent Jackson, actually, I actually am uh, just, I'm about to, uh, I was using some of your products yesterday, actually, while I was building my um, techno truck. I was using the pads that you sent me. Uh, I am a 3X if it's like American size. And if it's a little smaller, like this is a 4X, I believe, because this shrinks a little bit. If it's a nice quality material, then it's 4X. But I'm losing weight. I'm, I I should be in a three X pretty much all the time now. So back to this, I appreciate that too, man. Nitro buggy charge. People don't want that. I mean, we have AMS coming up, and it's a cap race, and Dave's decided to charge more, hundred fifty dollars for first class. It was hundred fifty dollars each class, but now it's dropped it down to like, if you run multiple classes. So, yeah, it's just kind of. People don't want to pay more, man. It's I find it amazing, right? When people travel to races and spend $50,000 on tires, but they complain about a race raising their race fee five bucks. If you're going to travel to a race, spend all that money, then the race fee is the last thing you worry about it. Because if you're, you're going there to race, it's like me going to... I don't know, going to, uh, let's take WrestleMania, like, and tickets are 300 bucks, and you're still, like, about two miles away from the ring. Like, that's what you pay for, right? You don't complain about that. But here we go to races, and we complain about the cost of a, a race fee. Well, that race promoter has to make money, too. I know I'm switching my tune on that, because I watched, I watched RCGP lose money. That's why. I watched it. Brandon says, when I went to the 2021 Silver State, I only ran Sportsman Nitro Buggy. I sucked on that track because I've never raced on anything that rough in my life. And because I was only running my 8X Elite, I didn't have my... Yeah, you 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 cannot go to DNC 
You cannot go to, I would say that if you're going to any of these big races, you need to run two classes. Travis Harrington, limit the number of classes a single person can enter at big events would solve track time and skill placement. Who's this? But if somebody wants to race five classes, they can race five classes. Like my buddies from Bermuda, Salty Joe and all them guys. They, they don't get, like in Bermuda, we have one track. So they come to these races, like uh, they, they come to a lot of the race time races because they're guaranteed races, right? And they want to run as many classes as they can. What you can do is you make a choice. Either you run 40 plus and that's it. So if you run intermediate nitro buggy, that's what you run, but you don't run 40 plus. Uh, and that will solve a lot of problems. Just like, and that, that way you get that person away from running two classes on one, two classes on one chassis. But then people will, people will, people will be upset. The 40 plus guys will be upset. I'm telling you. I've seen it happen. It's like Tim Barr said, it's like that here in the Midwest. One class and there's no sportsman intermediate pro. We all run together. Well, then you could, where you finish, you can just divide it up, right? So from this number to this number is pro, from this number to this number is intermediate, from this number, from this number, sportsman. So Nick asks, isn't there a sportsman in one eighth? Because then what's intermediate? That confuses me all the time. So a sportsman is like the guys who really, like, I will tell you this. Probably one of them, and this is, I love my, my sportsman drivers. Probably one of the most brutal races I've seen is sportsman e-buggy. Oh boy, I would not want to be turn marshaling that race. Uh, so sportsman is that, then intermediate is that. I would say intermediate is for the guys who, in reality, would be in the last main of pro. So they're like on that bubble, like really good. No, I've watched some great intermediate racing and some of them guys are really good drivers. But in that A final, when you're intermediate, you're running against people, your peers of your same uh, same abilities, right? Now those guys, they're good intermediate drivers. They can, they can compete. There's great competition there. But when they go up to pro, they're not going to be, they're not, I'm going to be honest with you, they're not going to make A mains. Not unless the, it's a very weak pro class and it's not that many drivers. But if it's like three full heats and all that type of stuff, then yeah, they're going to be in the bottom echelon, bottom part of that pro class, right? And then I would I, like, yeah, just stay in intermediate and run intermediate. I would say intermediate is just like, I, I would call it intermediate semi pro. That's the best way you can put it. That should, that's, that's what it should be called semi pro class. We'll change it. Novice, semi-pro, pro. Most of them guys have got good deals in intermediate. Some may have 100% deals. Charles, this is exactly why Bruggy needs to be trucks. The closer they get to buggy specs, the more you want to dissolve my class. I, you know what? I will say that they actually handle a lot better with these new bodies, but 
yeah, they look like bigger, big, big buddies, bigger buggies. Brandon says, I would race LCRC more if they didn't charge $50 a class. I race more backyard tracks this year. That's fine. But LCRC is a business and they have to stay, they have to stay in, they have to stay, and LCRC is a fucking great facility. And Kevin puts on a great job. Like him and his crew do a great job. And if you think they're surviving off RC alone, that's why they have the motorbike shop. I would, if I had LCRC and I could go race there once a month, I would pay $50. I ain't got to go there every weekend. They have a race, what, once a month? 50 bucks to race at a facility like that? That's a beautiful facility. You guys are so spoiled, man. You guys are so fortunate in, in America with the amount of tracks you have. I never heard people crying about driving three hours. Shit. I got to hop on a plane if I want to go race a, a, a BAM. If I want to race this weekend, I got to hop on a plane and fly to America. It's it's not the same. Michael Lean, and you're helping out a track like that. They love RC. Like they do that for passion and love. What's up, Michael? How you doing, man? Happy fourth. Happy after the 5th of July. You guys made it through the invasion of the Indians. All hail Will Smith. Jerry Kleinberg, who was your Bermuda buddy at PMD that gave us his rum and left? That was probably Quincy Aberdeen, who did not give me any rum. Cheap bastard. Didn't give me no rum. If these races, Robbie Smith, what's up? If these races cost so much that they need a $100 class, why not get sponsors to pay more for ad placement and make it more economical for races to attend? I mean, they are getting sponsors, but how much do you think sponsors pay? Sponsors are not only sponsors. So hold on. Why do you get deals as a sponsor driver? So you can go spend that money on going to races, right? I'm telling you, if your biggest complaint is about cost of the race, then you shouldn't be going. Or if you want to run five classes, maybe you run three. I don't know what what world nobody, I mean, Rob is my boy and I get it that people, come, they, they don't like this. I'm, I'm not saying that racers should be $200 a pop. I think $100 is fine. I think $100 for a big race is fine. It could be that. But if you're going to go to a race, let's say like AMS I use, which is going to be capped. Once you cap a race and have less entries, the race fee has to go up. You can't have less entries and still stay at the same price. Then you make no money. I don't know. I don't know anybody in this world that works for free. Besides me at some points. When races claim the cap and they keep raising clap, it hurts all classes and track time. All right. So I want everybody to go to AMS because that's going to be a truly cap race. And I know he's lost money at that race. I don't know how much paintball costs, but I know it's not cheap because I know you're into paintball. I, I, I honestly feel if the biggest complaint is you complain about a race, the cost of a race, the cost of the race entry, then you should not be going to that race because you have to pay for fuel. You have to pay for 3,000 sets of tires. You have to pay for parts. You have to pay for the fuck. You don't flinch when that ESC blows up or that connecting rod goes. You're going to get a new motor, right? 
but to pay for the actual event that you're going to, I, I just, I just, I think you should be more supportive of races that are capped, right? If if races can be capped, and you have to pay more for a race fee, would that be better for you? I think that's better. So if you pay one hundred and fifty dollars and the race is capped, and you know that cap is staying where it's at, and you're gonna be in and out of that track, you don't have to be there at six a.m. You be there at eight. You race and you're out at seven at the latest at night. Isn't that better than being there from six o'clock in the morning to fucking one o'clock at night because you have too many entries? I'm just saying you can't have both. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't have cap races and pay the same. And you can't have non-cap races and complain about the price of the entry fee. Because if he, if he lowers the entry fee, then he's going to have to have more entries. You see? The money still has to come from somewhere. The money has to be paid. You have to pay for the facility. You have to pay for everything to get there. You have to pay for all of that. I have come to the conclusion that people in RC don't want people to make money unless it's them. So, like, I would say this. Look at that Visions race. Now, maybe that's a little too expensive because you got to pay $200 just to get a wristband. That may be a little bit too much. That's probably why it doesn't get the number of people to get in there. Brent Jackson says, RC races have a cheap. They need to research entry fees for full-scale races. It costs $50 for, for two people to go to the meters for two hours, much less a whole week. Is, is that $50 with popcorn and sodas? I, I I would love to have the opportunity to go to a big race once a month or every two months. I would go. It's it's crazy, man. It's 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 like I get it. Like I I get some race fees can be too expensive. I get that. And we we only look at the amount of interest that go. But you can't have cheap race fees and few entries. You can't have higher race fees and less entries. Neo buggy, 200 and something bucks for that race, for one class. That's all you had, one class. There was no intermediate. There was no stock. There was none of that stuff. You race, refinish, refinish. But you got runtime. So if you if, if runtime is what you want and cap races that you want and all that type of stuff, then you should pay a higher entry fee, race one class, and then you have what you want. And that race is going to be capped. But you cannot have less money. You cannot have a lesser entry fee. You cannot have a lesser entry fee with less entries. It's just not going to work. That's not going to be profitable. That race won't exist no more. At some point, that race is going to get popular where you can't turn away entries because he's got to make that money. But if you cap the race, you will. Cap it. If your cap is 350 people and so many people per class and you have to pay 50 bucks more, that's because it's capped. I don't I don't know in what what world people live in where you can pay less where you pay, if you charge less and do and so if you so if you if you sell coconuts right and you and you're selling a coconut for a dollar and you sell 100 coconuts you make $100 now if you sell that coconut for 50 cents 
And you still only sell 100 coconuts, you're making half of what you made. So if you're going to sell coconuts at 50 cents, you're going to have to sell 200 coconuts to make what you made at a dollar. So you have to you have need more coconuts. Well, it's the same thing in RC racing. You can charge $50, but you're going to need so much more races. Uh, it's, uh, Brandon's still talking about silver. It doesn't help that I missed one of my practice seats when I was chasing cars set up the hilltop. Man, at those races, dude, if you're just going to run one class, good buddy, you're, you're already on the back foot, as we say in cricket. Charlie Mack. In a perfect world, there will be two classes, beginner and open, and we'd all have RC driver licenses. Once you build enough credit, you automatically move to open and pro class at dedicated events. That would take a functioning the Federation and every track and race to be on board. They have that in the UK. Derek says, I'm going there in August. Oh, he's got, he must be talking about LCRC. There are no moto shop anymore. $50 a class is cheap. Oh, there is no moto. So no moto shop at LCRC. What? So they just do racing now full time? Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Greg Harmer. Oh, what LCRC is one of the best facilities in America. I would 100% agree with you. For the amount of work that goes into that, $50, in my opinion, is a perfect price. Yes, I've watched them work their butts off there. Robbie says, I'm just doing the math from what a race like PNB brings from entry fees. So PNB had less entries this year. But how much does it cost to rent that building? Because I had this talk with Dave. I had this talk with Dave. I've changed my tune on a lot of these things. And I don't think I don't think Dave's making as much money as everybody thinks that he's making. Nor do I think Joey makes as much money as you think he makes at Silver State. I think Joey makes a good bit of money at DNC because he that that he he's renting that facility. But I don't know how much PNB costs to rent, but he also has a staff that he has to pay. He also had to help pay for, for live RC as well to do their coverage. So all that costs, man. And last time I checked, people are in business to make money. Camping at LCRC is also expensive. I spend up to $300. This is Braden, gas and food. If I had a job that actually met, met the cost of living, I wouldn't be complaining one bit. Well, the problem isn't LCRC, man. The problem is you need to get a job that pays better. You know, RC is a luxury. It isn't a, necessar- a, necess- a necessity. What's up, Derek? Hey, Lefty, I do a lot, but it's because I love RC. Yeah, we love RC. Yeah, I work for free, that is. Yeah, I work for free, too. My, I got my first job in RC, and I was told I wasn't getting paid anything. Still not, still not paying all my bills. Still not paying all my bills, sir. I wish, I hope it does. So Jerry Kleinbaum brings up a great thing. Don't forget to subject facility rental, equipment rental, money to pay help setting up and turned on, fuel, travel fees for all those involved, food for them, lodging for them, and miscellaneous fees. Nobody's getting rich. I bet you he's making a profit, but he's not. Ma- I I I guarantee you that Dave has lost money at races. 
as well. So we don't see that part. We don't see that part. So Robbie says, I would pay far more per entry to go to track and get time like we got at RCGP. Not for long lines and 20 minutes of runtime like the other big events. Pay for quality events is different from money grab races. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. But then we look at, this is why I go back to AMS, right? AMS people pissed and moaned, right? Pissed and moaned. Dave tried. This is why I give Dave some props. He tried. He's trying something different, right? With, with AMS that's coming up in November. He's even trying this year by lowering the, the, the fees. So you pay 150 for the first class, then this much for the second class, and this much, blah, 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 right? And I know one guy, I think it was um, one guy that went to AMS, ran five classes. And I can't remember how many minutes of runtime he got. The problem is, right, Robbie, is that you get that. You understand that paying more money is going to give you more runtime. It's hard to get that through to, to people. They just see, oh, it's going to be $150 for AMS. Yeah, but you get more runtime. And you get out of there earlier. And you ain't got to stand in lines and all that bullshit. Right? But people, I people would rather do it the other way. There's room for both. There's definitely room for both, but people don't seem just like spec tires, man. People just don't get it. Kyle Chasing, the reasons I don't go to big races because it costs two time running ratio. Yes, I understand the track needs to make money. Yeah, I agree with you. Pick your races that you want to go to. Pick the races that you want to support. That's the best thing I can say. Yeah. Brandon says, that's why I rarely race at trains. They take too long. I'm not going to do a one-day race and getting done at 9, 8.39 at night. I have no problem flying. I have no problem with qualifying getting done that late if there was a multi-day race. Yeah, but then the multi-day race will cost you more money. I've seen people, I've seen one-day races where you finish at 1 in the morning. That's not too late. Corey Humphreys, Cart Week in Daytona usually cost us close to $3,000 in entries just for two carts racing two days. That's fucking expensive. Yeah. Nitro World Order says a two-hour movie is still twice as much track time as you get a big race. That's true. That is very true. What's up, Robbie? I'm really that the cost of Robbie's talking about the cost of putting on larger scale events. I'm talking about the quality of the race for the races. If you can't provide a top tier facility, and <coughs> excuse me, charge top tier prices. Well, I actually so I thought that um I thought that the I thought that PMB this year was pretty comfortable. We kind of got out of there at a decent hour. Yes, we had one night that was long. People had the, uh, if we're talking about that, but they had way less entries than the year before. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Going on to Brent Jackson. Brent Jackson, thoughts on having a race with somewhat low entry fee, but paid practice on the first day. So how would we do the paid practice? Would pay a practice be 
done in heats? Would it be done in? I mean, so how much is the practice going to be? Is it going to be twenty dollars for pay practice, and then fifty dollars, uh, thirty dollars for the race? Still fifty dollars. I don't know. I mean, it's the same as charging fifty bucks, but you still have to. I would think you have to organize practice where everybody gets the same amount of practice time to make it fair. Not just be really nilly. Yeah, I, I would agree there, Braden. National, Silver State, PMB, DNC, those races are 100 bucks. You know how much the Worlds cost? $450 an entry if you go to the Worlds. But if that four hundred fifty dollars is the thing, that's that's a that's pretty steep in RC. But that's also the world's. Melmark says Euro drivers are sponsored by the same manufacturers as US drivers, right? Chassis. So the budget would be the some more or less in either directions, in my opinion. So yeah, it depends who you're talking about. Like Mugen. So Mugen's actually a very unique company. Because it's like three different branches. You have Mugen Japan, Mugen USA, and then Mugen Europe. And they're all earned by different people. But they're all kind of subsidized somewhat by Mugen Japan. Um, so it's not so Mugen USA isn't the same as Mugen Japan, and Mugen Europe isn't the same as the other two. Uh, I think that's how it goes. So but Mugen just always been a very frugal country, uh company. Very frugal. You know why? P of course, it had less entries. It wasn't because Brandon says, do you know Braden? Sorry, I keep calling him Brandon. I always want to see. I'm looking for an end there. Sorry. Braden, do you know why PNB had less entries here? It's because they had 1,000 ent plus entries last year and only half the people got enough practice. No, actually, it's, only, it's mainly because they cut uh, two qualifiers, I believe. And people were expecting two qualifiers. So this year, they said you're only going to get two qualifiers. And they got less people. But I thought that 800 was comfortable or whatever they had. Kevin Scroff says, just the work that goes into these races is actually really cheap. $50 is nothing, really, is really nothing, honestly. Man, I think you guys need to be, not have any tracks. If you had zero tracks, like I do, then yeah honestly man it tracks I, it goes back to what i said earlier that i believe that people in rc businesses need to not only survive they need to thrive right so they need to thrive and make some money because it's not just good enough to survive we want these tracks around we want these companies around but yet we want them to charge cheaper we want to get the best discounts from them and all this, so let me tell you, I have these boats in the background here. I have a gas boat. I have some Oxidine Marine boats and stuff like that. When I went to buy those boats, I didn't say, hey, what's the best deal you can give me? I said, how much do they cost? And I didn't get a deal on any of them. And I bought them because, one, I wanted them. Two, I thought that I believe in the companies that made them. And three, I wanted the RC boats, Right. Where I see in RC car racing is like everybody wants a deal. I, I always say this. Racers want a deal even on a donation. 
If nation's five dollars, they want to give you three fifty. So we can't have it that way. We can't have it that way. We can't have it that way. If you want to race, you have to pay. Tracks have to make money. Things have to be paid. In a perfect world, if all these tracks made so much money, I would I would be able to go to these races, say this is how much I want to make, all my expenses paid, and all that type of stuff. It's it's not easy. Like even this, this time costs money, man. Everybody that puts in time, it costs money. It just happens. I think people get confused in RC because it's something that you like to do as a it's you do the sport of RC as a hobby on the weekends. I do RC seven days a week. It is my job. It's just like a plumber. He probably does plumbing seven days a week and you get paid. He gets paid for that. Well, it's no different. RC is no different. It's a job. It just happens to be a job that it's something that you enjoy. That doesn't mean that people shouldn't make money at it. Jerry Kleinbell, it's 24-hour practice on Friday. I got about an hour in 2022. and 2023, I maybe got 30 minutes by choice. Yeah, I think so. You can choose to do that. Robbie Smith, so with all these big events, when do we get Raw mixed in and making them sanctions get more racers involved in Raw? So I actually feel that it will be beneficial for Raw to go to some of these events, right? I think that at DNC, Raw should be there with a Raw tent, having Raw officials there. This is so I, I've had this conversation with. Remember how we said we need referees, right? Well, maybe Raw, see, this costs money, right? So this is where Raw can make their money. So let's say PNB or DNC, they send two to three officials to be referees. So they have turns, each guy does a shift, right? Then, they, then the other people are set up in like a raw tent where you do a membership push. Or you say to that, to that, to that, so, so this is where you're going to get upset. This is where you're going to get upset. You can say, all right, we're going to do your race, but we want to put $15 on the entry fee and that covers your raw membership. Because raw has to make money off the membership, right? So not only does they make some membership, I don't know how I'm not, I'm just thinking off the coffer. I don't, but I think you, you're providing a service with the referees and you're getting some members in and then, but you have people complaining about raw membership. That's 40 bucks that people complain about that going up from 35 to 40. Kevin Shroff, I heard rumors. They're trying to move DNC in May. Is that true? Since the weather last year, weather was shitty. Well, every year that we've been to that track at, uh, Hammett at uh, Paris, it's been kind of rainy. I don't know, man. That's up to Joey and then guys, but he has Silver State in May and they can't, I, I believe they can't move Silver State because it has to be in May for some reason. So I'm not sure. But that's a good question, Robbie. How do we get Raw involved in this? I think Raw has to come out and be there and, and show their face or even maybe provide the referees and then have a tent that's doing membership right there. Like, boom, you sign up for 
everybody. I don't know. You have to make sure that everybody at that race is is a raw member too. $10 per practice session. So Brent, are you saying that there will be like individual practice sessions and people have to pay for them? So maybe you have four practice sessions throughout uh, on one day and people have to pay $10 per session or is it $10 for the day? So just to um, just, just, I don't know. I guess that's what you're talking about. Every big race should be like DNC Silver State. No practice. You throw it on and start seeding. Um, I don't know. People like to get a little bit of practice. I mean, it's not much practice, but you get some. Michael, we already talked about the Horizon deal. And I'm kind of with what Charlie Mike has to say. Somebody had to sell him. Sell it. Agree to sell him. I do not uh I do not disagree if they treated Kevin Abbott a certain way. Shout out to the Charlie Max says, shout out to the Puckett family who opened their home to Flowwood Racers after our doors closed. Had a new track, Saratoga Flowwood, which looks great. Eight months later, and we have been growing every year, and it was not cheap. Yeah, it's not cheap, man. <sighs> Racing is not having a track is not cheap. What's up, LW4? How you doing, man? Are you coming to Wicked Weekend? Quick nerve out racing. It's tough to be a competitive racer on a budget. That's why we need spec tires. If you have spec tires, you can be uh, competitive on a budget. It's tough to do anything on a budget. But if you really want to do it, you will do it. Brent Jackson, not sure... One, one raw official can do much. Impossible to see the whole track and call out dirty drivers. Not even sure two could cover the whole track. So I went. He's not going to get every, they're not going to get every call right. That is 100% right. Well, usually at these races, you have one referee. Mark Stitson, who is probably considered to be one of the best referees in RC. I am going to tell you guys something. The job of a referee is not to call every mistake. It's to prevent all of those happening. He gave all warnings. He told drivers, hey, you car number this and car number that. That was that was too close. Keep it clean next time. Do that. The job of the referee is to train the drivers from the get-go to know that they can't get away with stuff like that. He does not have to call every dirty move. He has to call some of them and just keep his eyes peeled. And then drivers will fall in line eventually. If a driver continuously gets drive-through penalties, then he's going to stop doing what he's doing. He was one of the best referees I've seen, and I heard him call very little penalties because, one, he had built up a reputation of being tough, so people knew that if they did that, they were going to... People also knew that you couldn't do things like that. That's what happens when you have a proper federation that has rules and everybody abides by them. No, people would stretch that. But he kept things in line. So at the North Georgia shootout this year, we had our colored wristband practice session. 
You knew, yes. So they did uh, practice sessions in blocks, which I thought was absolutely great. What Mark Moon says, uh, it gives you, it gave you the option to sleep in late or go eat breakfast and stuff like that. I thought that was actually a very great practice schedule. Yeah, you know what, Marquis? You know what's hard to do on a budget? Action figure collecting. But I do it. Anything on a budget is going to be hard, man. The budget should not be the excuse. The budget, everything is everything is hard when you don't have money to do it. All right? Racing is hard when you don't have money to do it. Living life is hard when you don't have money. Period. But you figure out a way to do it, right? There are... I I agree. The hardest part of racing is tires. But people just do not want to do not want to adapt to spec tires program in on in, in RC. I don't understand it. <clears throat> I so I listen to every, every morning lately. I'm getting up at five o'clock in the morning and I go for an hour walk around my yard. And I listen to motivational speeches. I listen to everything. You know, I listen to a lot of that stuff because yeah, I have to stay motivated too. Trust me. I've said this in the last podcast. Before I got into this stuff, I had a real job. RC racing is no different. There's nothing in life that is guaranteed. Everything in life is hard. Being a race on a budget is hard. Yes, if you, but guess what? Being on a budget doesn't mean you can't have the same skills as somebody who's a millionaire racing. It just means you can't have the amount of tires that they have to, to waste or whatever. So you have to work hard. You have everything you need to be successful. You just need to apply yourself and do it. Making excuses about it being hard and being on a budget and being all this type of stuff, that doesn't change the fact that you still that you don't have the talent to do it. And also you have to be realistic about what you what your goals are in RC. If you are 31 years old with three children, you are never, ever going to be a professional RC car driver. You cannot afford to be a professional RC car driver. You need to just accept RC as a hobby and you or just like anything else. You don't go if you go out to the to and play basketball because you enjoy playing basketball. You're not thinking you're going to be a professional at basketball. You just enjoy playing basketball. Well, RC is the same way. It's the same way. Now, I do believe if we have some rules and regulations, things can be cheaper. And that is all coming down to tires. Like we said, we said this earlier. Charlie Mack, my Silver State 23 letdown was first time there. Everyone says we'll have time to go out and enjoy Vegas nightlife. But we stayed trackside a lot of time waiting on our race and helping friends couldn't leave. Yeah, I never, I'm not a nightlife guy anyway, so it doesn't make a difference to me. Not sure. Donnie's dad says, we have not raced out on the West Coast yet. Part of the issue, no consistency in the sport. I mean, what's your excuse for not racing out on the West? I don't understand. Can you explain that a little better for me, please? <clears throat> Robbie Smith, you mentioned spec tires. How about spec parts for nationals? It could be included in entry and make tech faster and less chaotic 
hopefully em- eliminate human error. Are you talking about like spec wings? Because that was like the big issue. Not just always a wing issue. Always. They actually have specs. You have to build that within that spec. It's a difference. Like, so you have a wing. So also a wing isn't a disposable part. You're not going to go through 20 set, twenty wings at a race. You probably go through 20 sets of tires, though. They have specs. It's just people don't follow them or whatever. Mauro, Mauro pedal. It's late in, in France. You going to France? Davide's father. How are you? Davide next week on the podcast. Yes. Hello, Mark. Yes. So who won the drawing was uh, Marco Rodriguez. I, uh, Martin Rodriguez. Sorry. Martin. Spec wings. So, so they have spec, they have specs that, so Robbie says they should have spec wings, fuel tanks, ESC motorcoms, all that stuff. So hold on. Okay. Spec wings. Probably everybody has to run the same wing. Fuel tanks, every car is different, Robbie. They have a spec. You have to be under this, you have to be at a certain CC. That's the spec. That's the rule. Could you imagine trying to have fuel tanks for each different car? How much money that would cost? They do all it like, you know, like they, that's why they have rules. Like they have a tank. That has to meet, you have to be under, you have to be 125cc or under with your fuel line and all that stuff. That is it. Tires is something that anybody can use. It's universal, right? Tires is the most consumable product of a race. That should be spec. That's what I'm about keeping cost on. But having a, imagine, so you would have to have a fuel tank for HP, unassociated. Then, they might change. Somebody might have a spec for somebody. What if somebody has an older car? Nah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Maybe the wing, maybe have a spec wing. Like everybody has to use this wing this year. Maybe. But I think spec tires because that's just it. This costs, this costs money. Okay, okay, so Martin, Mark says Martin is from Loganville. Okay, we don't know where he was from. We, he wasn't in the chat. If he's from Loganville, congratulations to him. Brent says, I run, Brent Jackson, I run one combine, one tread battle all year long at multiple tracks with different types of dirt. No pro, but I do all right. Charlie Max said, practice is overrated. I wish we valued more actual race time over qualifying practice. Yeah, I would agree. We qualify too much. Oh, man. Uh, Donnie says, we are, we are East Coast. Nine-year-old is the racer, just not flying to races yet. Oh, okay. I mean... I'll be honest with you. 
I tell a lot of people, look, DNC, if you are into RC racing, hardcore, then DNC is a race you should probably go to. Uh, it's an experience. Maybe it's a little young. I don't know. But you definitely have some good things going there on the East Coast. You don't really have to go out there. Marquise, exactly. Even my action figures collecting is on hold. Yeah, I had to put it on hold too, man. But I, I got some new ones here. Look, RC racing, hobbies, all that stuff, it's a luxury. We don't, you know, I am fortunate that I can actually do this for a living. Thank you to you guys. I see our chats going on here. I isn't, I'm not as, I'm not as salty this week, but I say racing is a luxury, right? It's, it's, it's a competitive luxury. I think we just, we just have to understand that. Yeah. There's some people that's going to just be like in anything in life. There's going to be some people that can spend more money on this than you. You can still beat them. You can still beat them. You just work harder. You have everything you need. You just got to work harder. You got to be better if you're set up. You got to be more conservative if you're tires. If you know you can't use these tires and you got to learn to set up your car to do this. If you got to learn to drive better, all that type of stuff. It's all a learning process. You can pretty much have the same equipment in RC. Yes, okay. Obviously, you can't win for clapped out motor. That guy's got a new motor. But that guy can have a more powerful motor. And it doesn't mean that he's you're gonna he's gonna beat you. So lots of stuff, man. <clears throat> Nuno, what you doing up this late? He's in Denmark. He's up late, late. All right, so we have some. Let's see, Charlie Mac. If there was a spec chassis race of all the pros, same chassis, engine, everything, who would win? Um, I got the answer for that. Whoever's chassis, they choose to be spec. If they choose a TLR to be spec, then expect Dakota Fan to win it. Yeah, Donnie says I have he lives in the southeast. Yeah, go to DNC at some point. Get out west. There's also some really good. It's like Thornhill. Thornhill's a track I've always wanted to go to. I want to go so bad. Never been there. Never been there. Let's see. I got some messages in her. We have another tire company on the market, apparently. Man, there are so many tire companies nowadays. Tires ain't going on, though. All right, so we've been doing this for three and a half hours. We got some, looks like we got some Northeast guys talking shit to each other about racing. They must have been racing this weekend. Here's Robbie. Have you heard anything about Sparco chassis? I saw it did well at some overseas races. So what you saw it was at the Femco race earlier this year, and it was in Taiwan where this car is made. <clears throat> so I was actually um, 
Max said that this is like s works car. I was talking to him. And so there was a lot of them at the Femca race. But the thing about the Femca race, it didn't really have anybody fast from Asia there because they called and called the race two months before the race. So a lot of the Australian guys didn't go. A lot of the New Zealand guys go, didn't go. So it's a, and it's right there in Taiwan where this car is made. So it's definitely a lot of hype around this car, but it's kind of like tires, another chassis out there. It looks pretty interesting. Um, I think um, Kyosho, Europe's going to be bringing it in over in Europe. And I don't know who's going to be bringing in Power Hobby. I heard is supposed to be bringing it in in America. So it's going to be interesting, but it's it's another chassis, an already flooded chassis market that is the one eight scale buggy racing. Must be a lot of money in in buggy racing. Eight scale buggy racing. I would agree, Donnie. If you're going to travel, it helps to be in a cover track. Silver State would be a good race. But it's, it's it's these those are long races too. CL Offroad. It's weird that there are so many people with bucket list tracks that are permanent facilities, but everyone has been to at least one big event held at a temp. But everyone has been to at least one big event held at a temporary track. Um, I guess so. Are you talking about like uh indoor races that we see? There's some there, I I get the the need for people to want uh the worlds on a temporary track as well. And I remember Richard Saxon done that back in 2000. It was a lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of money. Um I don't I don't actually I might bring it. I kind of just need to wear it, right? Uh Brent's asking me you need to find a way to pack that hat for your trips to the U.S. Just saying. I bought it in Myrtle Beach. Um, I just need to uh, get this bent down properly how I want it. And I might bring it. It needs to be broken in a little bit, too. It's kind of not form. It's forming. I got a big mat. I, I actually wear a size 8 fitted hat. I like my hats to fit comfortable on my head. When I first got them, it's big, but they shrink down. So, yeah, Dustin Spillone. I'm still rolling. He was at the um, Monster Truck World Champ. Now, that is something I want to go to. I want to go to that and participate at the Monster Truck World Championships. It's World Championships, right? That looks cool. Oh, my gosh. We got, we got Associated guys going after TLR, guys. That is the never-ending rivalry. TLR versus Associated. Man, that, I'll be all right now. No, Dakota fans killing it. He didn't kill it at Visions, though. Did not show up at Visions, but I guess he took a break. <laughs> I need a cowboy hat for that, you know. I think we're going to wind it down here, unless somebody has some things we want to talk about or any more questions before we go. I want to thank you guys all for joining me for the last three hours and 41 minutes. I hope you like this off the record was a little calmer than last week. I didn't want it to uh, go too crazy. Like I did the weekend before. Okay. Hold on. We have some questions here. 
CL offer it. Fair enough, C-Mac. I just wonder sometimes if it goes against to support your local hobby shop track. The venue gets most of that money, and that goes out. That's that's going outside the industry for the most part, right? Okay, so you're talking about uh, temporary tracks versus tracks that are um, at facilities. So, I think that uh, people that go to big races wouldn't have tracks that are on the roofs. So they can have a, a like a promised race like i know people like why that's why a lot of the americans i'm sorry that's why a lot of the europeans are probably not coming to dnc they'll probably go to silver state or pnb because they can have a guaranteed race i mean the same could be said about going over to europe right so if your facility can hold a good race then it should have it right if your facility can have a, it's not just a, a track. It has to be a complete facility. Dustin says, sorry. Dustin says we had team associated and TLR drivers in the Monster Jam World Finals lineup. <laughs> That's good. So Robbie asks, if Horizon buying up brands, will we see a truly competitive RTR car? I think that Typhoon car is pretty competitive. I watched some sportsman guys at the North Georgia shootout run them and they lasted. I think that, um, I think that's true. Chum Lee says, I wear, I wear a size eight as well. When I go shopping, my wife asks where the bed section is. Yeah. I always got a, a size eight. I need, a, I'm going to get me a nice fitted hat when I get to, um, when I get to America. I haven't bought a fitted hat for quite some time. Joe Zaire, yes, I'm still going, dude. I'm still going, still going. Joe says he just got home from Astro Racing. So Rick Hayes brings up a good point. Would spec tires hurt the pros' overall income? Why would any tire manufacturer pay anyone if races are all spec? I didn't say all races have to be spec tire. Did not say that. I said the eight-scale world should be spec tire. You can have, so I know up in the Pacific Northwest, they actually have a spec tire class. I would love to see, I know we shouldn't have more classes, but I'd love to see a spec tire class. Every world's is a spec tire besides eight scale. Charles says, CR, you're preaching to the choir when GM racers, when GM, GM racers say can't make your race because I'm going to there instead. Talking about going to a big race. It sucks, but that's where racers want to race. It's a bigger party. He might be Sid, but he can drive. I don't know what you're talking about, Robbie. Mike has says, I've made dinner, put kids on, did some work, ate a snack, took a shower, and you're still talking. 
You know, I I can I can I can I can talk. I can definitely talk. Yep, Tim Barf says the TLR tuned armor car. That's what I was talking about. The Typhoon armored car, whatever, the Typhoon TLR car. It's actually pretty good. I think it's very good. Robbie Smith, I want to see a whole class of the Pro Moto go out on a track before I buy one. I I don't really I want to buy one. I don't need to put it on the track. I just want to run. I just want to do Elis. Brent Jackson. I like the idea of a Red Bull rhythm straight race event. I do too. I think that would be great. Like just a straight with different jumps and you have to go through there as fast as possible. Two people at a time. Maybe those pro motor bikes would be good to do that. But I think it'd be better because if you have like buggies, oh, that would be like e-truggy. Like, oh. Could you imagine like them e-truggers, you know, them sick whips and all that stuff over there? Oh, boy. That'd be awesome. That would be cool. I think events like that are actually what would draw more attention to RC. Like Freestyle RC. I remember BJ was big on that. Like Freestyle RC. Dude, there's this guy called Kamikaze RC that I follow on Instagram. And that guy does some amazing stuff in pools and stuff with his cars. I think it's really good. Really good. Like, uh, kind of like what Freestyle RC done. The Hemi guys. How many copies of Invisible Speed will you have in Georgia? I got dibs on one. Don't forget me. I'll ha- I have four. I have four books. So that's all I have. Uh, Typhon. Sorry. It is not the Typhon. You want... Right. Joe Zaire says, Typhon, not Typhoon. You're going to give Alex Sargent a stroke. I remember him getting mad about that. Uh, it is Typhon, right? But in your brain, you want to say Typhoon because that's what you're reading. So it's Typhon, the armor-tuned Typhon. Wow, three hours and 47, three hours and 47 minutes, and I haven't been really salty this, this weekend, this week. So nothing really riled me up. Chad almost got me riled up. Talking about Americans going to Europe. All right. So I think that's it, guys. Looks like we're winding down. I did do the draw, Drew. We did that first, and Martin Rodriguez won it. I believe he's from Georgia. What is the story on the Mayako e-buggy? I have no idea. You'd have to talk to somebody at Mayako that works there. I do not work for Mayako. I asked JQ, and he says, Sometime this year. That's the answer I got. <clears throat> I think uh, production stuff, the waiting one, like getting stuff done. Uh, I don't know. Maybe switching over some. Last last I heard, when there was a brief conversation with one of my buddies, it was something about um, switching over to a different, um, what the fuck? What do they call that? Um, not a manufacturer, but I don't know, man. I do not know what's going on my Aku. I just decided to wear my shirt. I, that's so I'm going to say this right off the bat. I do not work for my Aku. I am not involved in my Aku. I know some things. There we go. Vendor. They're having some vendor issues, but I, I get information from people that are on. I, I mean, I'm on a discord and stuff like that. I ask Joseph once in a while, and that's about it. I do. I don't. I am not. My job is not Mayako. And I do that for a reason because 
I get asked about it too much. And that's not my job to do that anymore. I did that with JK Racing. So kind of have to, yeah, talk to them. Because I don't know. I don't know. Two weeks. CL Offroad. I just wanted to throw out the throw that the elephant in the room mostly. I understand why it's a pipe dream right now. Would be nice just to keep as much, much possible within the industry. So I mean, what are you talking about? Oh, I mean at tracks and all that stuff? But then that's what these tracks have club races for, and there are state races and stuff like that. So I get that. I understand that. But I mean, you're not going to get away from big races. Maybe we need less big races, but some of these races are staples, staples in RC now. Jimmy Woodley. Yeah, I saw you messaging me, good buddy. I was, uh, I'm busy doing this. Uh, Jimmy Woodley, a classic RC company and the new owner of, now the owner of Ignite Design RC. If you guys are interested in getting an Ignite Design RC truck, Check him out, man. I think I'll have mine at Wicked Weekend, it sounds like. I'm getting excited. Buggy Brent, how you doing, good buddy? I was watching a video the other day. He would know everything. He knows more about Mayaka than me. For sure. All right, so we got people commentating, so we're going to go for four hours today. <clears throat> Need more region races. I would agree. Need more regional races. I mean, you guys are fortunate. You have regional races to go to. Hemi guys, you keep money in RC Graham by quit asking for deals for everything. So, okay. I am going to leave you guys with a topic because we kind of got to this uh, earlier. But I forgot all about this. So one of the comments that I saw this week, I think it was Chris Braun, RC. He made a post about brand ambassador, being a brand ambassador and a sponsor, right? And that started a long list of comments. Now, I didn't read all the comments, but I read one comment that I, I, I agree with, right? And I'm going to leave you guys on this. You have 57 people. Well, maybe I won't leave you with this because I'm enjoying this. No problem, CL Offroad. I love stirring the pot too. So one guy said, we need, he said, RC racers need to stop being so cheap. RC racing is very cheap. These companies need to give more money to media and stop getting contract customers out. Now, I know a lot of people don't like to hear stuff like that, right? But this is what happened. With, so I, this is how kind of was explained to me. So we have no real independent media in RC. We have companies doing media for their products. So everything's going to be dialed. Everything's great. Everything's like that. You do very rarely see any independent independent media out there nowadays. I'm probably one of them. So back in the day, companies used to advertise in uh, in magazines and stuff like that. We don't have magazines no more. Then I went to websites. Well, websites are kind of dying as well. Now everybody is a media machine, right? Every person has Facebook, everybody has Instagram. So now these companies just find, they, they're, they're actually making money off these customers and getting a promotion at the same time. So it's a win-win situation for them, right? And there's no money being spent on media. That's why we can't get great coverage at races. We don't have, we really got photographs there. 
We don't get what really happened at the race. All that type of stuff. Look, people, I get it. People have to have deals. People, if you have to have a deal to RC race, then maybe you are race, you are racing too many classes or you shouldn't be racing. Because back in the day, people used to race without deals. But they also didn't race three, four classes. Um, so I think that these, I said it before, I said the only way we're going to get sponsorship, a little bit of control on sponsorship is, if, I would say it has to start with the chassis companies because they're the biggest, right? If they, if they get together and make an agreement to just put some control on this stuff, right? If you're going to sign a contract and you're going to be a company at this much for two years, then you do your two years. That doesn't mean you go there or a year. You don't need to go there for three months and be like, oh, I'm tired of this. I'm going to go to the next big deal. I'm going to get to the next deal. Um, also, I think it should be connected if we had a proper licensing system. Like if on a federation, then you could be like, well, you're only a F1, a F2 driver. So this is the deal you can get. And everybody, every company had the same deal. You would see a lot of this just died on. So if each company had the same deal according to your level of where you are in the federation or your licensing, you'd see a lot of this died on. Let's see. We had some comments. Brent Jackson, I support racers with deals because they support me. And most hobby shops, but the racers are the only reason I'm growing and still a business. You also have a very small business. And check them out. RC Body Armor. See their, their decal? I have their decal Where the, right there. He actually just sent him a message and he, was, he sent me some product to try out and then I went and bought some. I need to get some more battery straps, by the way, Brent. I'm going to buy some to put in my, so I have a more matching on my Techno. Oh, Nick's going to, because I know he no one should have a deal, in my opinion, just a trust sponsorship based off knowledge and skills. This is why I like what TLR done. They made people accountable for their deals. They had a, there's a bunch of these guys in RC. Also, um, they have 75, 100% deals, and it's all, they probably had it for years and years, and they don't race. They don't race. They don't go to races. That deal can go to somebody else who's going to Races, right? The point of getting sponsored and getting better deals is you go to these bigger races, you or whatever, right? You can race more. Now they took they took that. Oh, you can have that big deal, <clears throat> or here's a smaller deal. Go out, race, and make some money. Not only look, we're not going to give you a deal. We're gonna, you're going to make some money. We see the RPP program paying out. You see them. You see them paying out, man, and it's 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 a we had a we had a contingency program at JQ Racing. Everybody was everybody that ran a JQ car, and abided by the rules. They could they could win contingency money, and if you if it was a race that you thought that should have been on the contingency, they were and it was big enough, they were put on it. So I don't know, man. Media is important, right? Media is what's going to get RC out there, and I'm not just saying it as a media personality. 
my media is different, right? I do the podcast stuff. I do the commentary. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to end up. I could be anywhere. I could be wearing this cowboy hat for the next few years, right? All I know is that we need to, we need to get control of this because I, I definitely think there should be rules and regulations. Like if you're just getting into RC, I don't even think you should get a sponsorship to you've been doing it for a year because I see too much of that happening too. If you get a sponsorship, then you see people putting too much pressure on themselves to do well, right? And then next thing you know, that person's burnt out of RC and ain't racing anymore. Definitely has to be some rules and regulations, man. But it has to start. I, did, I, I truly believe it has to start with a chassis company and every chassis has to be in wood. But then some chassis is going to come along. They're a smaller company. They don't give a fuck. They don't want to play by no rules. And then they're going to give deals to everybody. And then that just goes against the grain. So everybody has to be involved. Obviously, bigger companies will get bigger portions on the pie because they need more to support. But just needs to have some real regulations. If you are, like I said, if you break in deals and breaking contracts like left, right, and center, then you don't get a deal. Maybe you get blacklisted or put on a ban list. You got to do a year or something without getting a deal. Or maybe, how about this? If you want to try different cars, go talk to your hobby shop, get a little 10% deal with them or 15% with deal and buy through them. And you can try any car you want. Any car you want. That's my thoughts. Anyway, three hours, 59 minutes, 15 seconds of talking. It's been a great live with you guys. Uh, I appreciate you guys joining me. I appreciate you guys giving me all the support. A little less salty. Yeah, it, it makes it. Hold on, what do we have for I guess, Chad, I mean, he wants to get some electric motors with printed labels, bring back Trinity Orion private labels. That was, that was, I think I wasn't that big into RC racing like that. Charlie Mack, my last word, Bruggy racers hate three-day weekends and charge lipers on NIMH. <laughs> I didn't charge it on NIMH. I charged it on balance uh, lipo. <sighs> Still smells a little bit of stinky, 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 uh, Lipo. Lipo. That's why my asthma's bad, man. That stuff got in my lungs. Woo. Chumley. I hate when drivers won't go up in class just because they have to win. What rules say you have to go up in class? What rules say you have to go up in class? What's the point? Like, if you're if you're an intermediate driver, let's we use intermediate. If you okay, if you're if you're a sportsman driver, I think your goal should be to be getting into that intermediate class, right? If you are an exceptionally good intermediate driver and your goal is to go further and be a pro, or aiming to be a pro, if you are 12, 13 years old. On that age, then you should be trying to get to pro class and you should go through the, you should probably go through the intermediate ranks there. But if you just want to go out there and have fun and you are, if you are racing, so if you're racing, so if you're a sportsman driver and you're into making the A mains in sportsman and you're finishing top three in sportsman, 
But you go to intermediate and you're in the last main finishing third. You're still kind of racing with your peers. You're just, you're not getting the same track time. You're not getting the reward for it. I mean, it just has to be some, some rules. I don't know. Maybe that would help if you had a federation. That if people paid into the federation, put some work. That's another thing. If you don't like how things are going in RC right now, then join Roar. They they are actively looking for committee members to join. They specifically want people from off-road backgrounds to be in there to help out. Become a, a, a regional rep. We need all of this and, and all of this to happen to get better. But Complaining about somebody not moving off from sportsman to intermediate or intermediate to pro, there's no rules saying they have to. Because there are no rules. There are no guidelines. Because RC in America has been the wild, wild west for the last 15 years. It's going to take more than 10 years to catch up to the rest of the world. And guess what? You should race with your peers. Or we don't have any classes. Race where you finish. Then from 1 to 30 is pro. 30 to 60 is this. 60 to this is that. The raw argument is worthwhile if big events follow raw. Well, they ain't gonna follow raw if people don't join memberships. If people don't become raw members, if you don't have regional reps, if you don't have off-road people involved, all that type of stuff. So it starts with us as the racers. Right? Stop pissing and moaning that they went up five dollars. They went up five fucking dollars to forty dollars. Get into raw, get involved, make a difference. Go to your local track. Hey, you should become a Raw affiliated track. Go to your fellow racer. Hey, you should join Raw. You see somebody that's good at organizing things and passionate about RC and wants to do make some changes. Hey, you should go join Raw committee. Let's make some changes. It ain't gonna happen unless people get involved. We can sit here and say, well, blah, 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 blah. But if people don't get involved, nothing will change. Hopefully, Roy is getting fixed and the attention it needs seems like they're doing a good job rebuilding. Yes, but guess what? Clayton cannot do it on his own. He has openly said that he needs more offered people involved. So everybody in her give up volunteer some time people say why aren't you involved in raw lefty i've I've, first off i'm doing my thing for raw. i'm holding feet to the fire i will i've told clayton when you do good things i will praise you when you fuck up i will hold your feet to the fire and that goes for afro if mar if mar that's what i'm working on we got to get jeff parker out and somebody else in but I truly believe what you guys want has to start somewhere and has to start at a, at getting involved in the Federation and making a difference. We can continue to say, well, they didn't do nothing. We just hope to be a part of that. 
be a part of making a difference. You have people that want you to be a part of it. Get in there, be a part of it, make a real difference. Complaining about it on Facebook, saying that we should do this, saying that, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to change nothing. Get in there, get on that committee, make changes. Become a regional rep. Talk to your local racetracks about getting on law. Donnie's dad. I might like that trophy. What trophy are we talking about? Donnie's dad says, Sportsman as a class name sounds too much like a big deal. Nisa Nisa on lame, so no one wants that trophy. Okay, pro novice. That's, that's I think they should just call it novice, right? Novice intermediate pro. Novice, I would beg to differ. This should probably even be a semi-pro class, but I try to, Chumley. I try to. You know what, Chumley? I think if I was PC and played by the rules, I'd actually make some money at RC. But no, I think that we need to change RC and make things different. And I think that this platform is a good place to start off that. And I think that um, it has to start somewhere by planting seeds. I appreciate your support. Royal Meha. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, man? Como esta? Boggy Brent, does Raw offer RC track insurance with membership, something like AMA membership? I have a local track that can't hold races due to insurance reasons. Oh, yes. Contact Clayton. I believe they do. One more thing for Charlie Mack. We need a Raw A and B Nets. Actually, the Euro Bs are happening this weekend in France. And get, you know what the cool thing about that is? Is that all the companies are sending people to support that. So like Ongaro and his dad are going up there to help the associated guys. Robert and Mayako are going to Robert and Scott are going to help the Mayako guys. I saw like Ryan Majube, he's going to help the HB guys. That's what we need. I would I definitely definitely need that. We definitely need that. No, no, of course. CL. I play devil's advocate all the time. He says, I'm playing devil's advocate on purpose to spur other people into thinking too. I agree. If we don't talk about it, people wouldn't think about it. Royal Meha, you must be Dominican. Keloke, tracks and action in the building. Okay. And we're going. We're going to go as long as you guys keep commenting. My kid is getting out. Mike Anthony Lee Reader says, My kid is getting out, of no, getting out of novice to sportsmen. There are guys that have been running sportsmen longer than I have been in the hobby. How fair is it for him to race with guys that have been racing in sportsmen longer than five years? If he beats him, he knows he's doing better, right? There's got to be some competition. Don't let them guys... You know what? They're in sportsmen in five years, probably because they, they, they can't do better in intermediate. Beat them. There's your... There's your... Uh, what's your word looking for? There's your litmus test. Beat those guys. Look at... Uh, What's that guy? Davalos from Ecuador. He ran 250s forever. Forever. Many years offered to go 450, he wouldn't even go. He was good at 250s. Beat him. Make your, make your, say to your son, see those guys? Dumb racing sportsmen for five years. You want to beat them in six months. 
Don't worry about that. That's an excuse. That is that is a, that is an excuse. Man, it should be a motivator. Don't use it as an excuse. Use it as motivation for your son. Now you see that son? Those guys are in sportsmen for five years. You don't want to be like that. You want to go to intermediate after this. Use that. I agree. They stay back because they want a Berlin trophy and a Facebook post. But if they have sponsors and they want to get better, but that should be the that should be the goal, right? Each each class you go to is gonna have it's like uh, how many of you guys played Mike Tyson punch out back in the day in Nintendo? Right? So you started out with Glass Joe. You're punching Glass Joe. Glass Joe is easy, right? First time you 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 play you fought you fought against you fought against Glass Joe, it was hard. And then you went on to what was the next guy after Glass Joe? And then you went up and you went up and you went up and you went up and you got to Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was freaking hard, right? Well, that's in each class, you're gonna have those guys, those stalwarts there that are good. Like I'm a pro stocks, pro sportsman guy, I'm a pro intermediate guy. Kirikna says, Lefty fell out in the Canadian Firehouse and Credit's own code, proper air quality. Oh my God, it was horrible, man. It was horrible. Imagine if you had a regional series, CL offers says, imagine if you had a regional series that would track the top certain percentage of races and that was your invite to the nationals. Yeah. What if you had regional races that qualified you for the nationals? That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. I, Yeah, I, I would I wouldn't look at those guys. Um I would not look at those guys who have been in sportsmen. Donnie's dad says Anthony Wheeler, that makes it tough. It's a big jump. Just take some time, but eventually your kid will start beating them. Yeah, I would not worry about those guys. It has to be difficult. If sportsman isn't hard, as you get up there, sportsman, you're gonna go it's gonna grow, right? If it doesn't get hard as you go up there and you have to beat guys that are good in sportsmen then you're not going to be prepared for going into intermediate. Oh, it's definitely, Donnie says, Anthony Reader, some rough driving in the lower sport, sportsman mains as well. Very rough. All right. Um, let's see. So I get this question a lot at Hemi guys. I am looking at a Raw's website now as a new racer. What do I get by joining Raw? It's, it's only $40 a year, but what do members get? Well, you got a chance to run national events now. Um, I believe also if you had our, you asked the wrong person, I should probably know this, but it needs that support, right? You want to have different things and you want to like, why must everything come with, a, come with something? What do you get? You become part of a federation. You help make that federation better. If you really want to uh, be even more proactive, you can get involved in the federation. Help make it better. So when somebody like this, somebody asks you that question, hey, man, I'm going to pay $40 a year. What do I get? Then you'll be able to tell them. 
Rekhaes, 100%. I agree if CL offer it. That's where Raw's focus should be. All right. I agree. So they do have Raw regional events. The issue is when do you have them? So these Raw regional events have to be run in a Raw format. So that means that the track that's going to have them is going to have less interest, right? So let's say it's going to be a Raw regionals for Nitro Buggy and Truggy. So that's only two races that you can have, that you should have. Nitro Buggy, Truggy, Truggy run in letter, letter A mains like ABC, and then a Nitro Buggy run in ladder mains. No classes, no sportsmen, no intermediate, none of that stuff. So the track, so we need to get entries, right? It's not about having one person running three classes. It's about, uh, it would be one person running two classes. You can run two classes, right? So you need to get entries. So we need to have 60 to 70 people attending that, or 100 people running two classes. I think that would be great. Or maybe, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know, man. Raw actually does work. I watched them work at the Nationals. They bust their asses. They did tech. I watched Clayton Tar Marshall. I watched them answer everybody's questions. I watched them take everybody's suggestions. You guys keep complaining about it. If you don't like what Raw is doing, get in there and make a difference. Dan Jones. I think Raw needs to have region races the Jews, so the Jews qualify for the show, and the show could be a week after the regionals. Give us organized racing for a season. After the regionals. Well, I think then you could probably go to a... That's, they can have a Roar B. Like they have the Euro Bs. CL says, that's where I disagree. The format does not have to be the same as Roar sanctioned events versus Roar nationals. We just need someone that can differentiate skill versus refresh button skills. I mean, but it kind of, if you're going to go, so if the Raw Nationals are run like that, you should, it should make sense to qualify like that, right? So what happens, so what happens when sportsman Nitro Buggy guy wins his race and is like, well, do I got an entry to the Raw Nationals? That's where the issue is, right? So you can have sportsmen go, oh, I won sportsmen at the Raw Regionals, but I don't get a Raw Nationals entry. Now you can say that the top 25 or 30 guys from that race, they get they get in. I don't know. Maybe the next top 30 guys get into the Euro Bs. Oh, sorry, Raw Bs. I agree with you, Kevin Toms. Regeneration should be the only way to get to the Nats, not quick sign-up that it currently is. Well, you know what? They, quick sign-up ain't even working for the Enats. They have piss-poor entry numbers. Raw at local level track helps any? Yeah, if that track's a Raw-affiliated track. Michael? That's so CL, that's exactly what I said. Oh, you mean don't run it as a um so CL says, but for that to work, 
It will be 100% easy if you just drop the whole sports intermediate pro, etc. Run at one class, let the qualifiers. Yeah, that's what, so that's what I was saying. I guess what you're saying is don't run it in um ladder fashion, like if like how the, the Nitro Bug just run it like normal ABC mains. But the issue is also that um you know how many people I noticed that don't understand how ladder mains work to they get to a nationals. So it'd be good to have some practice at that. The only issue is you would need more entries, right? So they can do it like that. I would do away with the, I would have no classes though. And just like numbers. So top 30 goes to bottom 30. They're eligible for if the top 30 can make the next third, like the person 31 can go stuff like that. Here in Cal, they say if you're sponsored, you have to race expert. Is that normal? Um, I know. So Joey has some rules where he says if you if you have a sponsorship of any for like DNC, you you're not supposed to run uh, sportsman. But I know I know fucking full fledged sponsored guys that run. I shouldn't say full fledged. I know plenty of sponsored guys that run sportsmen. Look, being sponsored in this industry is not abnormal. It is normal. Being not sponsored in this in this in this industry in this sport is abnormal. Kevin Tom says, "Get rid of sportsman intermediate expert pro one nitro buggy class one nitro truggy." I, I think uh, definitely in nationals and stuff like that as they do. But I don't believe you'll see that happening on a uh, a on a national scale for these races. EKJ twenty four thousand. Anybody knows no fuel tank issue from this year from war as it was hot. Well, I think people were a little bit more observant about it this year too. I'm telling you, I'm telling you that. Cole Ogden forgot. There were people who got DQ'd though for fuel. They got fuel, but not none of the big names. People got DQ'd at the Royal Nationals. I think people were more cognizant and they ran, they didn't run it on edge. Like they knew, like, hey, we was gonna, we, they took into account for the tank swelling and stuff like that. RC Jers, Big Apple Challenge does Nitro Buggy class, if Marlotta saw all other classes are ABC mains. Yes, that's good. Donnie says, if expert equals pro, then the sports meet equal dumbass. No, man. Everybody has a spot. I have seen some serious rough driving in sportsman e-buggy, though. Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. Like, you know how when people, like, go to qualify, you usually... Like one car goes and another car goes, gives them space. I watched these guys get ready for qualifying. I was like, all right, and you're on the clock. And like everybody took off like it was a race. Like, just like, oh my gosh. Calm down, guys. Calm your tits. You're all on your own clock. All on your own clock. All right. It definitely, I mean, there's rough drivers in all classes, but sportsmen, definitely some. All right, guys, four hours and 20 minutes. I think that's it. I'm going to call it a night. It's 1120 here. 
I'm going to get up early and do my walk in the morning. It's been great chatting to you guys. It's starting to smell less and less like uh, a good number, I would say. Brent, I would, I would say that, Brett. It's starting to smell less and less like lipo fire in her. Thank you guys that have been here the entire uh, four hours and 20 minutes. I greatly appreciate that. Uh, I had a good time chatting with you guys. It wasn't as salty as it usually is. Like I, I liked it last time, but that's fine. That's all right. Um, I enjoyed hanging out with you guys. For those of you that are going to Wicked Weekend, I will see you at Wicked Weekend. Thank you, everybody that participated in the um, in the waffle that helped me get there. Uh, let me know if you guys think I'm thinking about doing some waffles individually for myself just to help raise some money and help pay some bills around her. And uh, I wonder, I wonder if there will be vendors at the GA race uh, for the Georgia Peach State race. You're talking about Hemi? Yes. Uh, when I went to the North Georgia shootout, they had Rhino, they had Beach RC, and one more there. Usually, they have um, quite a few, or two, at least two or three. So, I appreciate. Yeah, they will. I'll see you there. I'll be at the at that race as well. All right, Brent. I will do that. I want to definitely get some straps, and I would love to rock a shirt for you. What's up, Leo? How you doing? Derek, I will see you at Wicked, Wicked Weekend. My birthday, Wicked Weekend, 29th of July. So I'm going to have a few cocktails on that day and celebrate my birthday. Uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I will do another off the record prior to going to there. I'm trying, I think I'm going to do these every two weeks. So that gives you guys some time to not hear me for four and a half hours. But this is the podcast this week. I'm not going to record a podcast. Uh, I'm hoping to have Davide Angaro on next week. I also want to get Kevin Abbott on. Uh, I want JQ to interview me uh, so people can understand my story. And I have a few things I want to say to JQ as well. And I thank you guys, man. I had a great time as usual, just sitting here shooting shit with you guys. It was an absolute ball. I thank you for joining me and just having fun with me. Uh, what's DBZs? I don't know what DBZs. Charlie Mack. Broggy drivers hate DBZs and GI Joe. Good to see you, Michael. Thank you for the support. Thank you guys. Uh, thank you to all the awesome companies that support the No Name RC podcast. They are. I have to get my notes out. Invisible Speed, High Tech RC, Sun Pedal USA, Sidewinder Fuel, Mayako, Hot Race Tires, Beach RC, Techno RC, Clinic RC, Ignite Design RC. Stacked RC, Racecraft USA, Call RC, shout out to WRC, Florida RC Championships, House of RC, RCGP, uh, shout out to our drivers, David Ronafalk, Jared Tebow, Robert Badier, and Alexander Hagberg. Thank you guys, NNRC squad around the world. Thank you guys for all your support. I had a great time hanging out with you guys. You guys have a safe, fun weekend of RC. And we got one more question. From CL Offred, my last question to the naysayers of one class. What's the difference between playing first in sportsman and winning the J-Main? Think about it. Uh, one doesn't sound as good. Winning sportsman class doesn't sound as good as winning J-Main. But there really is no difference if you look at it. Track time might be a difference. D70 Racing, see you later, buddy. See you later, Derek. You guys, love you guys like life. Look forward to seeing you guys all. And uh, have a great weekend. Lefty.
Nitro is the glory. E-Buggy paying the bills and the E-Buggy gods ain't liking me right now because they almost took out all my action figures. One love, safe travels, and Lefty is out.